0: Welcome to L.O.S. of Fumar Takes. This is our 204th take live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Azel, Texas. I'm your host, Barry DePlessy, as always, and I'm so proud, so pleased, and so privileged to be with you all tonight. This is going to be a fantastic show, twice as much fun with two amazing guys. This is going to be one show, and you know what? A whole lot of beard action as well. I, I don't think gonna be <laughs> a collection of better beards on the planet. I'm just saying, I'm going to call it now. I know it's a little early, but you know what? I don't think I'm going too far on a limb. But before we get to formal introductions of these fine gentlemen, we do have to thank the people that make this show possible. And that, of course, is our sponsors. Tonight's show is sponsored by Drew Estate. Drew Estate and Pappy and Company are teaming up once again to add the new Gordo, the 6x60 Vitola, to the Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve Barrel Fermented Premium Cigar Line. That's a mouthful. Crafted for connoisseurs who love large-gauge cigars, the Gordo will launch on Launched actually just last week on the 19th and will be initially available exclusively on Pappy and Company's website, pappyco.com, before becoming accessible to all Drew Diplomat retailers nationwide next year. So, but if you want to get it now, it was actually released last week. Go to pappy.co, excuse me, pappyco.com for the new Gordo uh, 6x60 to the Pappy Van Winkle Family Reserve barrel fermented premium cigar line brought to you by Drew Estate. And welcome everyone to our 204th take. Without further ado, it is my, pre- my, my pleasure, my privilege to introduce to these two fine gentlemen of Cavalier's, uh, Cavalier of Geneva Cigar Company, Mr. Sebastian Dicope and Brian Matola. Gentlemen, how are we doing tonight?
1: Hey, what's up, Bear? Fantastic, Bear. Doing
2: pretty well. Trying to figure out where you find that much energy at that time of the night, though. It's pretty impressive.
0: <laughs> Um, it's, it's all, it's all right there in the beginning guys. It's like, it noticeably like, I think i think I've given enough people, a, I've startled too many people. I'm pretty sure I almost gave Charlie Minato a, a heart attack last year when I, when I introduced <laughs> him. So uh, I, he, he was, I don't think he was prepared for that energy. And so it's like, like, since that was like the, that was, that was the like most extreme reaction. So like, since then I usually prepare people if they're like my first time guests, I had Howard gums on from Howard G cigars last week. And I was like, Hey, just so you let me know, I'm, I'm. I'm I'm a little crazy in the beginning, but it, it worked out, so it's all good. But gentlemen, how are we doing?
2: Uh, doing pretty well. We just, you know, uh, came back from the factory craziness. You know, we I think we live in a crazy world right now with the industry going, uh, been going hard for the last uh, two years since COVID, actually. So it's it's, it's been good. Been uh, we need sleep and holidays. <laughs>
0: So, uh, Sebastian, you call Texas just like me home. Um, we're home away from home, sort of. And Brian, your your uh, your new home is in Florida. So, you guys are you guys in your respective homes right now, or are you guys somewhere else uh, in the country?
1: No, we're home. I'm in yeah, Miami, like Sebastian, in the great state of Texas.
2: Not too far from you, Bear. Not too far from
0: you. <laughs> yeah, a little a little bit well, further with this most recent move of mine. But yes, we're still we're yeah. we're, we're we're in the neighborhood. Still, Actually probably yeah.
2: That. I love uh, I love the the concept of neighborhood in Texas, right? It took me a while to understand that neighborhood is about an hour wide, right? As long as you're oh, yeah. in that <laughs> hour radius, you're in the neighborhood. So yeah, no, yeah. we're we're in the same metroplex essentially, but definitely on mm-hmm. both opposite sides, more or less, right? But yeah, no, we're we're home. We um we got back home. Uh, what was it, Thursday or Friday, Brian?
1: Th- Thursday,
2: Thursday, right? Uh, thursday and uh we're both uh, home for a couple of days before traveling again but yeah no it was a good trip it was a really good trip
0: that's great that's great i know we're gonna be talking more about that uh, trip here in a little bit but i want to get back to this proclamation that i made at the very top of the to the top of the show i mean seriously i i i don't think i'm on a limb here um i think this is the greatest collection of beards in the cigar industry right here tonight i mean it looks like a
1: zz top reunion
0: <laughs> i yeah, I mean I wasn't going to go there. I mean that's a lot of that's a that's a lot of greatness uh, in that in that band but No,
2: no, but I feel we deserve it. Let's let's just say yeah. it. Let's just say yeah. it. we're just- like the the new the new ZZ top. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I feel I feel bad to have actually attached my beard today because Brian can attach his and you still see it because he looks more like Santa than something else. <laughs> well,
0: Sebastian, you're the one who wanted to go trademark black black with this Cavalier Geneva thing. So you know, you know, you're, you've already yeah. got the trademark black on. So we we've got the brand working here. White here, black over there. Um, I missed the memo. I should have gotten that gold. You know. Oh yeah, yeah you should yeah. have got the that'd gold. Be, that'd yeah. be nice,
1: actually. <laughs> we should we should see if
2: we can send you a spray for next time. You know, those spray <laughs> golds for Halloween or stuff like this, and see how it
1: goes. <laughs> Don't tempt me. I'll mm. do it. I was gonna I'll say.
0: I was gonna say. Brian's crazy enough to do it, for sure. So okay. So we talked last time. I had Sebastian on, Brian. We talked a little bit about the When uh, we're gonna, like I said, we're gonna get to know you a little bit more tonight. But when when did the beard? growing start for you i i I mean as long as i've known you you've had one i don't think it's i mean it's obviously gotten longer in the years that i've known you but i mean what what's the what's the story behind why you why you decided to grow one well i think
1: you know i i got i think when you met me first i had a girlfriend and she kept me clean trimmed you know like you know groomed and then One day, she just said to me, aren't you going to cut your beard? And I said, you know what, honey? You got to go because the beard's here to stay. (laughs) So so I got rid of the girlfriend and uh, been single ever since. And, uh, you know, the beard's coming along. I'm not quite to Sebastian's level yet. Oh, no, but it's growing. Holy shit. It's growing. And, um, you know... Uh yeah, I I think it I think it all had to do with the girlfriend going, and now it's my beard. And I can tell you this, Bear. You know, I was dating an age-appropriate woman, and when uh, yeah, she uh, when she what, what commented is- on my beard, I can tell you, you cannot say this. Please listen to me, because I got in a lot of trouble. I said <laughs> when. When you go through menopause and grow a beard, you can trim it however you want. Well, <laughs> that was pretty much the end of that relationship. <laughs> Done. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh yeah, here we go. See, we're not even five minutes in. That, we're in not trouble. behaving we're ourselves anymore. Trouble. Oh no, man, we're in trouble. But that's how the beard came about, and I'm really loving the beard and the single life and. You know, I'm enjoying it.
2: Well, well, (laughs) honestly, the beard's been, I mean, growing hard for the last year, but it's growing really fast. You, there, you, yours has been like getting pretty massive too, because I think even last time we were on the show, it was slightly less Mm -hmm. woody. It looks like, it looks like in, in Spanish, we had the guy in Dan Lee that we always said he has a by Madera, Madera, which a beard of wood. Basically, you can't see through it; it's just there. You know, <laughs> he, he trims it once a year and gets I that d- monster beard back every year. He trims it for a sad reason. When you think about it, he actually uh, he trims it every year the day he lost his son. So, but it's when you see that uh, it's it's yeah, it's an he's an interesting man. Crazy beard.
0: Yeah, I do. I do the trim once a year too. Um... And yeah, it's it's getting it's getting to that point actually, but it'll probably be back closer to this length uh, when I see you guys again at PCA. Um, uh, spoiler: I should probably ask that question before are you. Are you gentlemen going to be at PCA this year? <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, okay. we yes. will. Okay. perfect. Yeah, <laughs> right, <yeah. laughs> Got
2: that out of no, the way. Yeah, but you know now I think we don't have the choice anymore because apparently we're going to see you there. So fuck it, we'll go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, of course again no you know there are a couple of things that um there are positives and negatives in the industry and we all know that but i think you know when you have something like this going on and and you should i mean if you i, I really think you should part- participate in those kind of things i I understand some people don't want to but i think it's uh, it's important at least for us it is in terms of you know being part of be part of the industry
0: that's terrific well it, it's always great it's always great having you there i know i know there was earlier earlier in, the, in your history sebastian you guys missed you missed one but that was like logistical and stuff like that there was just a couple of things that were problematic for you uh yeah. we covered that yeah. last time but i mean it's 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 always really great and a lot of the people that missed out last year are coming back this year um it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fantastic show i'm really excited about it um it's
2: always that being- always that. that oh, sorry, it's it's always that 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 time. You know, whether it's TPE, PCA, whatever it is, it's one of those rare times where you get to actually see everybody. Right, that's the same thing for everybody and the, on the professional side of the industry. I think just for that, just for that purpose, it kind of makes sense. Without counting all the other things, right? I'm sorry, I cut you.
0: Oh no no no! Uh, I, I I mean most people share. I mean most people share your sentiment, Sebastian. I think that's that's what I keep hearing. You know, every, you know more and more every year and year. Every year, it's you know it's not the it's not the show deals. It's not you know it's not this that or the other. It's you know it's supporting the industry and it's it's the opportunity where you can see everyone in one place. You know, it's it's a it's a good kind of a, a family reunion.
2: It's like Christmas, but for the cigar industry.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Can we give presents
2: away through, so it's actually like Christmas <laughs> <laughs> true, um, true story but
0: well, we're not allowed to ask for samples so but yep. you know <laughs> you uh, come see me bear I'll take care of you thank you Brian thank you see just like Christmas gifts and all so um, speaking of speaking of gifts um, what what are we all smoking tonight and what are we Are if everyone's if anyone has a beverage of any kind not alcoholic or non or I have several of each actually non-alcoholic and alcoholic uh i like to stay hydrated but uh what's everyone smoking tonight i'm
1: smoking a usa exclusive and i just struck gold bear
0: fantastic you got paid dirt
1: i just struck gold and um yeah i mean it's a perfect size for me um I'm a smaller ring gauge guy and uh, yeah, I'm not drinking anything. I, I, I forgot to bring water down. <laughs> <laughs> if you need
0: to take a, if you need to take a I water have, break, Brian, You just I let us know. Water here. <laughs> if you need it. <laughs> <laughs> just a few States over Brian. You just, you just meander. Over. Yeah. It's not,
2: apparently it's the neighborhood. So you're good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> what about you? No, and, what are you, what are you smoking on?
2: Um, I'm actually, let me see if again. Uh, so it's actually a sample from the factory and something that, uh, so that just for people that wouldn't know it, that's F- FCT and the three tobacco leaves are actually the logo from the power, power factory. Um, <clears throat> something I, I took back from there, uh, we've been working on on ridiculous amount of different you know projects and things and checking on different tobaccos. So we figured, um, it's actually a, a Connecticut wrapper, which is very, very strange for me because I'm really not a huge Connecticut guy personally. So it's uh, it's a very difficult exercise for me, but I figure it was a good, you know, kind of first cigar of the night would do pretty well to have something um, a little different that my palate is not used to uh, smoke and work with. So
0: we'll see. Going, yeah, I, going
2: fine so far.
0: I noticed the lighter wrapper on there. I was going to ask you if it was, you know, without you divulging too much info, if that was a Connecticut uh, shade. Uh, is that Ecuadorian Connecticut shade or? Honduran. Honduran.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, I've been working with a couple of the, 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 the reason for for Honduras and a lot of people don't actually know it, but, but Hamastan is a big... Uh, Connecticut shade growing area. Um, the, the 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 reason I'd rather work with Hamasan personally is that I feel like it's a little sweeter, has a little bit more sugar. Um, just because you know Ecuador compared to Honduras, Honduras gets more sun, so obviously it kind of is, you know, has a little more to it. Um, to me, it's very personal, but that's mm-hmm. why um, that's why we went that direction. It's a test more than something else, you know, 44 ring gauge. So I don't, you know, trying to figure out a little bit how we would work with it and and why. Um, uh, and several times people told us, oh, you'll see, you'll do a Connecticut, you'll do a Connecticut. And I don't know. It's, I, it's interesting. It's a challenge. Um, but if we do it, it has to be very different from the the old school regular kind of Connecticut approach that most you know most cigars have had during the um, in the past at least um, it would have to be something a little you know with a different approach so working on it we'll see if it if it happens happens if it doesn't doesn't it doesn't matter too much <clears throat> i
0: i mean i like I like what uh, what what you um uh, you being the collective body of manufacturers and blenders and everything are doing with Connecticut lately. Cause I used to feel the same way. Sebastian, I gotta be honest. I wasn't a mm-hmm. big Connecticut guy. And, and uh, you know, over the last few years, I've really kind of gravitated towards it because of what people are doing. They're just doing different things with it. You know, they're, you know, mm-hmm. they're making, you know, I mean, I think like, for example, Nick Melilla's uh, uh, high, Claire. high Claire castle. I think that's, I mean, that's almost, that's almost medium to full bodied. I mean, that thing's got some power. And, cake, but, and, yeah,
2: and I think that's the key you kind of look for something else right? you don't need it to be overly powerful but you need something behind that just gives it a little more a little more body right <clears throat> <clears throat> I really think it the, I think another one to make, obviously did a great job with it another one that did a great job lately with it I think was the porcelain from James from Black Label
0: mm-hmm. I think
2: that was a, that was a the very por- good tip it too for example
0: yeah,
1: yeah, I really think useful. it was a
2: great take. Very good.
1: What are you drinking? What are you drinking,
0: Sebastian? I saw yeah, you said, take a sip. Besides Brian's water, what how are you drink? Oh, <laughs> yeah, I saw you take a sip. I'm, I'm drinking
2: Brian's water, first of all, and Frey um, Ranch bourbon from our oh, friends nice. at Frey Ranch. Uh, you know, great people and and getting to discover all their products and. It's really interesting, really interesting company. Um, and actually pretty much enjoying that bourbon. It's a really good, it's a really good bourbon. Nice. Don't need to have it on, on, on ice or anything. Just drink it like that. I've, I've caught myself uh, enjoying it a little too much these
1: last days. <laughs> <laughs> Are you familiar with Frey Ranch, uh, Bear? No, I was going to say, what, uh, what can you tell us about it? So they're out of uh, Fallon, Nevada. And um, they have a gentleman working for the company. His name is Rob. And he actually came from Jonathan Drew's Spirit Company, joined up with Frey Ranch. So he's very actively involved in Mm -hmm. the cigar community. And Frey Ranch is a 165-year-old farming family out of Fallon, Nevada. And they're a seed-to-glass company. They grow everything in, in, in the whiskey, in the bourbon.
0: Oh wow! Which, yeah, which makes
2: it very interesting. It's so a much uh, the 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 spirit side is especially the whiskey side is is newer uh, in terms of on the market product, but it's really one of these companies that have so much history in 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 farming and everything that control like, everything they do actually, which really makes it kind of. Um, pop out of the crowd in terms of, you know, new, new products. And because, well, as we all know, right, a lot of bourbons, a lot of smaller, bigger, it, 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 you see, I think in the bourbon industry, quite a bit of what was happening in in craft beers or cigars, where you have a lot of, you know, people trying, doing different things. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't with the big difference that competing with big spirits companies is, (laughs) is probably one of the most, difficult markets to work on um i mean but they really with the history they have and everything they really have something very special and i mean if there is one company that should succeed it's probably them
0: that's awesome i mean so you uh, the connection to the cigar industry, obviously a connection there. Are you guys, are, are you guys working on anything like a collaboration together with Cavalier or just, you just met them because of, because of this uh, mutual cigar industry connection or. Maybe. Perhaps. A little <laughs> <teaser there. laughs>
1: Maybe perhaps. No, perhaps. we, we, we are going to work with them. Uh, so keep an eye out for something in the future uh, cool. together. So um you know, I, it's I think early it's a...
2: on in the process, but very interesting conversations and um, a little bit of work around several different things, and we'll see. You know, what the what direction it it, it will take, but um, it's a very interesting, uh, very interesting challenge. <clears throat> I think awesome.
0: Well, I'm uh, I'm smoking the um, B2 uh, Visa Jalapa. Busto Gordo. I didn't screw it up this time. I always invert the viso and jalapa. <laughs> um, but um uh this this blind Sebastian, and this this particular vitola. I mean, I picked these up actually at the Great Smoke where we saw each other last. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, I I I dig this, I dig this blind. I love this Vitola, man. It is fantastic. I appreciate um
2: that. <clears throat> I don't know it's, if you've had uh torpedo had a chance to have it. I think the torpedo for me is the most it's very interesting because not many people smoke torpedoes but i think it brings out amazing the the, the way the blend behaves in that by july is, is to me the most interesting the other ones all have their own personality but this one just has a little bit more of a punch to it which i think is really interesting sorry i'll have to go again first. but
0: no 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 i'll have to give it a try i am i i am very much uh proclaimed a a uh tour i don't know if snob is the right word i'm just very cautious with all torpedoes i have always i i got burned way too much in my early smoking career that i'm very just very cautious yeah. <laughs> with torpedoes and stuff like well, that but um but if you i mean if you're vouching reasons. for it sorry. i'm sure no i was sorry, gonna say if you're vouching for it then i'm sure it's i'm sure it's fantastic let's yeah, just put think, it just you say, know i've
1: been I've been buying the hell out of that cigar <laughs> in my local cigar <laughs> shop because so many people are going to say that
0: I'm like, no, no, you don't get samples. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, Brian, Please, you have the, same, you have the, the same
0: problem we do. We're not allowed to ask for samples. You're not allowed to ask for samples either.
1: That, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and so I've been, I've been buying it, and it's funny because the guy that owns the shop uh, happens to be my roommate as well. So I'll go in his shop and I'll buy two of them and I'll tell him, you know, I'm buying these for a friend of mine and then I'll give him one. And he's like, really? You don't have to do that. I'm like, no, I want to enjoy it together with you. So we've been smoking the hell out of it. It's phenomenal.
2: And and I think what what you said is pretty uh, genuine.
1: right? It's something
2: that happened I think to a lot of people, um, especially, I think Years back, right now, I think it's under much better control, I would hope. Um, but uh, a lot of, that, I mean, you see it in sales. You just see it when you look at the sales. Torpedo is never selling the same way as a Toro will, ever. I mean, you you nearly do it because you want to do it. It's it's actually pretty ridiculous. Um, and I think that's really because of what you, you just said, you know, all of us got burnt. Torpedos, same thing mm-hmm. as Lancero, same thing, same thing as smaller ringages or or perfectos or salomones, all those special non-parejo vitolas. Um, where I really think the 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 care now is much different, and the risk is much lower um, than it might have been in the past. But we all had that problem, so everybody is a little cautious on those vitolas and, and even though you even though someone might like them, they'll still tend to gravitate towards Toro because it's the safe option, right?
0: Yeah. No, but absolutely. It's just not the same. It used to, I mean, it used to be that way. I mean, before I mean, before all of us got in the industry and we just enjoyed cigars. I mean, torpedoes were all the right. Ra- and that's when it happened because there was just so much, you know, people, so much demand for it and they just didn't have you didn't have the skill level you know in, in the factories and stuff or there wasn't at least there wasn't as much knowledge where a handful people handful of people had the knowledge how to do it correctly
2: and so yeah, yeah. Or, or you know less less care less i mean i think lately there has been ups and down in the industry right in terms of controls and everything that's just a fact but i think that same thing as quality of blends nowadays i think the quality of cigars that are put on the market because of we you know you know it's we all we all all are very careful i think about the experience we want to provide people with there is always going to be a screw up somewhere we know it, it's handmade but the the ratio is really i think close to its lowest the uh, same thing as as blending right you can you you can potentially screw up something at some point but um the, quali- the 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 amount of quality products out there is is ridiculous right now it's really i mean it's amazing
0: definitely so with that, with that, uh, and I, by the way, my beverages are: I am drinking Maestro Doble Anejo uh, Tequila, uh, Topo Chico with a twist of lime, <laughs> and then once that's done, I've got uh, some cherry flavored buble. So wow, that sounds
2: yeah. the buble sounds weird. Is that any good?
0: Uh, I'm, I'm, the cherry. I'm worried about that thing. It is. It's very good. I I really like it. I think it's very refreshing. Um, okay. The um I'm I love blackberries, but I was not a fan of the blackberry bubbly, I gotta say. Was not it, okay. that that was not that was not my jam, but I normally drink the, the lime or grapefruit or the cherry. Those are my those are my go-to for for bubblies at least. But and tequila. Uh, and tequila. Tequila's <laughs> tequila is one of my favorite, very, favorite spirits to pair with cigars. And it goes really well with this uh with this uh um the b2 uh visa jalapa that's i've enjoyed it you're good it right twice in a row it's i know good. man that's crazy Not uh, a boy bear it, it was hmm. it was bound it was bound to happen a blind squirrel finds it every once in a while so <laughs> <laughs> and uh it's been a good time so far speaking of good times uh tonight's major point is brought to you by the people cigar people uh, it's about everything who know about uh, people who know everything about a lifetime of service protocol cigars is more than just pool parties and good times well maybe it is but behind the fun is a motivation for service a motivation for giving back from the original protocol blue to the latest release in the lawman series bass reeves protocol has always been about honor passion and yes the people it's what their life's work has been and always will be about power of the p protocol cigars so a lot has been going on with Cavalier Geneva, this, I mean, the last 18 months has been pretty, pretty banging for you guys, but we've, in the last few months, has been a lot of changes. We're going to get into it. But before we kind of dive into what happened with that, let's go, let's go back and take a step back here. And Sebastian's excited about this because he's not going to do much talking, apparently. So we got to <laughs> learn, we got a little, we got to learn a little bit about Brian. Brian, you were a guest on my, my, uh, my four year anniversary show. You and Big Dave and Tim Wong uh, sat down. Um, well, you sat down in a, in a, in a gas station parking lot, as we talked about earlier, uh, what a champion you guys were, <laughs> um, to, to pop on and talk a little bit about a and everything, but we didn't really get to learn a little bit about you. And so, um, while I know some of the parts of the story, I, I kind of want to go back to the, beginning. when, when, when was your first cigar? And how did you know that this was going to be a part of your life? Like, was it very early on or a little bit more into adulthood?
1: Wow. That's a great question. Um, so I started smoking cigars at a really young age, um, <clears throat> probably had my first cigar at 16. Quiet down, Sebastian. It was like way before even your father was born. Um, <laughs> and um, you kind of look like my father right now. You really could be a thing.
2: Same hoodie, beard, no hair. I mean, people didn't <laughs> know. I think, they, think they, they might think we're related in a way or another.
1: I, yeah, I think we could be, you know, somebody saw a picture of us and they said it was a before and after picture. (laughs) They, they commented. It was so funny. The real question
2: is, did they pick before or after? That's the real, that's the essential. Well, I think you're the before, I'm
1: the after. um, (laughs) After life kicks you around a little bit. But yeah, I started smoking at a really young age. My grandfather was a cigar smoker. And he liked to cut and light cigars. That He liked the ritual, right? And then he would smoke, you know, maybe he'd get through the first third. And he'd put it down. And then one day I picked him up. Um, and that was it for me. I was hooked, right? I mean, I didn't realize how expensive of a habit it was until I had to go buy my own. Um <laughs> Cause I would just pick up his leftovers, and um, you know, and then fast forward a, a few years, and um, I got sober. I'm coming up on thirty years. Uh, quiet down again, Sebastian. Right about the time Sebastian was born, I quit drinking,
0: and in started honestly, drinking. I
1: That's
0: honestly bear
2: happened at the same time.
0: Uh That was really well-timed. You was taking a sip right when you said that too. Congratulations, Brian. That's fantastic, though. (laughs) All joking aside. Thank you.
1: No, thank you. And so I can be honest with you that um, I couldn't have done day one without cigars, right? Um, You know, as an alcoholic in recovery for 30 years, uh, I'm a very social person, and I found the social... Uh, environment that I needed in cigar lounges right Um, they didn't quite come into play right away but then as the industry started to change and lounges became more prominent um, I really 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 found that that was where I went for my social outlet And then I had the opportunity to join the industry. Uh, My kids graduated and moved on and I was empty nesting. I was a single dad. I raised them and I had the uh, chance to join the industry. And I thought it would be really cool to give back um, to an industry that essentially saved my life. I mean, I don't think essentially is probably the right word to an industry that saved my life. You know, I, I in fact, told Scott Pierce this at PCA, you, you need to go and get a letter from AA stating how many of us are lounge lizards, right? How many quitters are lounge lizards and how many people have a story like mine. And when the FDA starts pushing back on how bad cigars are, just whip out the letter from AA saying, well, here's a list of, you know, a couple of hundred people that cigars have saved their lives. How are you going to argue that? You can't. You look like an idiot at that point. Um, so that that's pretty much how it was. I mean, cigars have been part of my life uh, for a long, long time. I mean, I remember when the first cigar boom hit, um, you know, the quality and the the quality went to shit and the price went up, right? That's what happened in the first cigar boom. Um, and the cigar that I made it through the cigar boom with, uh, it never changed. Is The de Monterey Excalibur um, never changed. And so that was my go-to cigar while everybody else was struggling with quality. This cigar just stayed right on point the price changed a little bit. Um, But yeah, I lived through the cigar boom and I was like, get all these people out of my, out of my cigar world. What are they doing jumping into it? And now I'm happy more people are jumping into it, you know? So, um, but it was, um, it was really fun to watch this industry evolve. And like I said, to be able to give back to an industry that I owe my life to is priceless. I mean, you you couldn't script it any better for me that I'm sitting here with you all right now, uh, doing some of the things we're doing in this industry. It's really cool for me. I really, I really, um, I'm very humbled by it.
0: That cigar is still money too, which is crazy. It is well, really- it is, right. And most yeah. of
1: them are aged because nobody smokes them anymore,
0: <laughs> it's- you know?
1: And so, um, you know, they're, they're on point to this day, you know, so, but yeah, that's my, that's my story, you know, and, and I didn't hesitate to jump into the industry because I knew it. I watched it evolve through the years. I watched it go through some growing pains, just like we're seeing it right now. I mean, what did they say last year's imports were 400 and something, 25 million cigars. And you know, I, I, I lived through that. I watched this industry my whole life. And so for me to be able to become and, and join this family, cause that's what it is, um, is pretty amazing. And then I met the young man down at the bottom of the screen in Virginia at a multi-vendor event. And, uh, he asked me to give him a cigar. You want to tell the story about your candelas? you can? You're more than welcome to. Uh, he asked me for a cigar, and I gave him a Candela. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, really? You're going to give me a Candela? And then he smoked it, and he says, oh, I really like this. Can I? Is there any way I can get a box from you? And I said, sure. Uh, six, eight months later, I <laughs> still hadn't sent him the box. <laughs> <laughs> so I brought one to PCA. And I may have smoked a few out of the box before I gave it to him. A good, uh, a good few. I, was I say think, you yeah, were yeah.
0: smoking a ton of those pre, pre. Oh, I remember you taking some pictures with this. <laughs> so, so that was out of Sebastian's box. Uh, yeah, I think,
2: I think it was. Yeah, because <laughs> when the box came, it had probably three, four cigars left in there. Could as well has have been used as an ashtray or something like this. I think. Um, well, the, I still appreciate thing, it, but you know, the, it's the thing uh, is. it's, it's
1: the cigars taste better when there's somebody else's.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know.
2: <laughs> no, the, the 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 that specific cigar was actually the HL Candela from Illusion which which where Brian was uh, before prior to joining us, um, and I think you know uh, it just is one of the best candelas on the market. Period. I mean. Dion is Dion, right? Dion be Dion and does what Dion does best. Amazing cigars. It's just what it is. So when I smoked that cigar, I was like, I, I never had the chance to smoke it before that day. I was like, holy shit, this is actually really fucking good. It was, um, you know, I did smoke Dion stuff before, but that, you know, I've, I've, I've always had difficulties gravitating towards Candelas because barely found any that uh worked for me
0: and that, right? yeah, that was that, that cigar cut oh, you off yeah. guard it's it was, oh, it was really yeah. it was really deceiving to me i'm not i'm not as opposed to candela's as a lot of people um but it better be good they better be good and and so like i think every time i do smoke a good one it's like still surprising to me <laughs> that, it, that it can yeah. that it can be good and that's
2: well the difficulty is you can't let the candela be the the, the main player you just, uh, to me, you just can't. You just need to find our tobaccos that kind of cut through it so that it plays part of the game but not the entire fucking game. And it's a little bit the same problem I have with most Connecticut's where the Connecticut tends to play its own game and and it kind of has that dry, bitter. Uh, people say creamy. I say dry and bitter. So <laughs> it's what it is. I mean, if you want to call it creamy, you can. It's, it's just what it is, a real creamy candela. Uh, real creamy Connecticut, they're very few to me. Um, mm-hmm. And they're really good. Same way as a really good Candela cannot be just that grassy, weird, green thing. It, it it has to have that little bit of it, but under something, somebody, right? You have to have... It doesn't have to be overpowering. It just has to be tobaccos that speak for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And that kind of... the Candela just complements. And I think... Um, you have to build, I think you have to build around the Candela the same way you probably have to build around the Connecticut um, and not just randomly slap a Candela wrapper on a, on, a, on another blend, right? It, it really has, to, it needs a process. It needs thought process and time. It's, you know, to figure it right, I think.
0: What I, like to the, I mean, there, there there's, a, there's a handful, albeit a small handful, but like what I think is the most impressive of the spectrum is um, Dion made a candela that was mild uh, on the milder spectrum that was still flavorful, still interesting and complex, and then Skip Martin took a candela oh, and yeah. he made it a powerhouse. Beautiful
2: overmore. candela too. Oh yeah, and that's that's another one that I enjoy smoking. The, mm-hmm. the Roma one is is amazing, but it's uh, as you said, it's on on the other spectrum.
0: Yeah, it's 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 the opposite sides of the spectrum. So I think it's it like really really impressive what those two gentlemen did with it.
2: Um the thing the thing is you don't need strength, you need flavors. That's what you need. The strength, if it's there or not, for me it's always the same thing in the cigar. It doesn't have to be. If it is, it is. But you need complexity, you need layers of flavors. If you don't
0: have that to build around,
2: then you know, it's not gonna work in my opinion. For what it's worth.
0: Have you enjoyed working with it at all? Or um or is it like the Connecticut never, to you? Is it challenging, or have no, you even dabbled?
2: Never it? worked with it uh, until uh, shop asked us for an exclusive. Uh, I think it's two two years ago we started working on it. It Was about the process of a year to get it right, uh, and it was a fourth anniversary for shop, uh, a shop. On the side note, um, I'll just mention the shop now that we're here. <laughs> uh, it was for smokers' abbey. Uh, in Austin uh, for it was last it released last year or something like this and it was a very interesting very interesting um, process because I had never worked with it I didn't know what to do with it I just understood that I couldn't let the candela play the first role and um, it's interesting because the cigar came out with something that people looked at me and said that's never going to work it was spicy uh, it has it had more spices than most things we do, which was interesting because it could have been a hit or miss. But, you know, as of working through it and working through it, we figured out the spices and then a little bit of richness under it. Very flavorful. And it let it do just what it had to do. But another thing that I think with Candela is key is you can't let those cigars rest. A Candela that rests is a fucked up cigar. That's my opinion. You lose everything. It's, it's a cigar mm-hmm. that is made for me to be smoked when it comes to the market and not keep five years or ten years or two years in your humidor, not even a year. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think it it, it it ruins the whole purpose of that wrapper. No, a absolutely.
0: no I, I'm, I'm 100% on board with that. I have, I bought a, Candela, a Camacho Candela, an old Camacho Candela on my mm-hmm. honeymoon 12 years ago, and I'll never smoke it. Just because I have, I have it just for you know the memory. But
1: for memory, yeah.
0: Because if I because if I light it up, it's going to be you know with all respect to the to the individuals who made it, just it's going to be it's not going to be good. So
2: no. Um, and 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 Camacho was doing amazing products. I mean, it's it's one of these brands when you still find some of the old ones, you want to jump on them, right? But a candela, yeah. I, I don't. I would probably keep it just as a memory too, <laughs> just let it rest and so, say, oh, that's beautiful. <clears throat> That felt like- it's risky it's risky it loses it loses uh, not an, only the color it literally starts looking like Connecticut after a bit but it also loses the taste or most of the taste and what that what that means it just completely loses the balance that you worked on you know you had a specific goal in mind based on that uh, freshness and that flavor of that actual um, uh, candela and let it half a year a year or whatever years, ten years, and then it just kind of flat, like flattens out. Just has a little bit of that remaining flavor left, but it it, it screws up the whole
0: purpose. I think. No, I'm I'm with that 100. percent. So, Brian, going back to you for a quick on a little bit of your story. you were you, you I thought your words were very, very one. They were very moving, but two. Like I think if you bring up a point that I don't think has ever been brought up before. Um. And that these, we we talk about these, these being cigars being the great equalizer. I say it on pretty much every show, but the community itself being the life, you know, being the the life-saving commune that you called it. um, That's, I mean, that's something else entirely. It's the, the, the community around us that actually supports, that supports each other and everything this, you know, you know, what's really great. And I, I say this all the time too. I love about this industry. And I think you guys will agree about this too. Well, there's sour apples in every barrel. And there are people who certainly don't like each other and stuff, but like when, when, when things happen, this, this industry comes together, like in a lot of ways, um, you know, if something, the tragedy strikes or something happens, like every, everybody jumps on board, everybody jumps on board to, to, to help, to facilitate, to support. And it's, I mean, you don't get that in any other industry. I mean, Ryan, what, what remind me, what did you do again before you were in the industry?
1: So um, right before I got into the industry, I was in um, food sales. I worked for Cisco Foods, um, a great Texas-based company. Um, and uh, so I've been in consumable products for many, many years. Um, you know, I worked for Cisco and U.S. Foods, to the you know, one in two, as far as the largest food distributors in the United States. Um, you know, and it was really interesting to come from a $54 billion a year sales company to get into the cigar industry, but to come in on the boutique level was a little bit of a culture shock for me. You know, I mean, it's like, it, it took a little bit for me to get used to Um, But now I absolutely embrace where I am and I love it. Um, So, yeah, I was in consumable products and cigars are a consumable product. I mean, you know, um, so they the markets behave the same way. They they mirror each other. Uh, It's actually amazing how much food and cigars mirror each other, because let's face it, there's a recipe to making this. And I just joined you, by the way, Bear, with the Viso Jalapa. Um, There's a recipe to make this. Same thing in food. There's a recipe to making a dish. And it all comes down to the ingredients that you work with uh, in the food industry being food and in the tobacco industry being the tobaccos that you use. And then it all comes to the talents of the people that put the blends together um and work with those products to put out the best quality product you know um so it's it's amazing how much my prior life mirrors what i'm currently doing
0: yeah but but to my point like if cisco had had like a a, you know a a few freight you know lines of food go missing it's not like benny keith is calling them up saying hey what do you need right right (laughs)
1: Right, 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 right. No this, no, this community, to your point, Bear, um, and it was very evident, and we, we should probably mention this since you mentioned his name, Tim Wong, right after we did that show, not too far after, um, Tim Wong had suffered a tragedy in his life, um, and it was unbelievable, the outpouring of concern for this man my phone when people found out about what happened to Tim Wong, and I don't know if you're aware of what happened to Timmy. Mm-hmm, I am. Um was unbelievable. I mean, I would wake up in the morning to 5:30 text from people in this industry. Hey, have you heard anything? How's he doing? Give him my best. And it's really amazing to your point to see the community that we live in. And the and you know, it's, it is a family, um, you know, even from the brand side, we, we don't compete with each other. And it's amazing how, you know, we, how many conversations we have amongst the different manufacturers on any given week, we're always talking to each other. We're not these fierce competitors. It's very unique. Um, you know, we were, down in Honduras and I knew Nick Malilo was going to Nicaragua and I shoot him a text message. Hey, Nick, you want to shoot up across the border? And uh, you know, that kind of stuff doesn't happen in other industries. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, it's really unique. It's very special. And um, it's, you know, it's part of what the, the government agencies don't see about this industry, people that want to regulate us and you know tax us out of existence, they don't see that side of the industry. In fact, I was just having a conversation with somebody uh, the other day in a shop and we were talking about the question on a questionnaire, are you a smoker? Mm-hmm. And I answer no to that question because I know what they're asking me. They're not asking me, am I a cigar smoker? They're asking me, am I a cigarette smoker? So I say right. no, right? Um, so the people that the regulatory bodies don't see the 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 community as a whole and the and the way it interacts together and the compassion that the industry will show for one of its people like Tim Wong and it was everybody from consumers to shop owners to other brand owners to you know everybody in the industry was just reaching out just pouring out love for this guy and uh he's lucky to be alive and we're happy he's still here with us we're very thrilled yeah
2: yeah and he's he's doing better and everything which is which is i mean was very concerning um I think it's uh it's really a good news to see him actually, you know, he I think he took he he took things um, the best way he could. I mean, it it was actually very impressive in the last conversation, um, uh, to see how strong he is with it, and you know, just works around it, which is which is amazing. That he you know, uh, Anyways, good we're people. really happy that he's doing better. Oh yeah.
0: Good i mean people. tim i mean tim's on my anniversary show every year because tim was my very first take it was the very first show i ever did was it was tim tim was my very first show, tim, tim very first show. yeah tim was That's the very amazing. first show i ever did and uh it was, was actually that? at it was actually at lazona palooza uh four years ago now um so they had postponed it to just this past weekend but they normally do it in november and it was november of four years ago that uh that we sat down and i i launched my show at Zona palooza and interviewed tim for my very first for my very first take so it was uh and and so every year i make it a point to to invite him back i said that spots the anniversary show is always his if he if he wants it and and if he would honor me and he and he has thus far and it's it's been great so yeah i mean when uh when i heard the news and everything it it was it's been really difficult and 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 i'll be i mean i'll be frank i mean i haven't i haven't reached out to him just because i i don't you know i don't I don't know what i don't want to overwhelm him because i feel like yeah. a lot of people have been reaching out and uh it doesn't mean i love him any less or anything i mean i but uh i mean he he means a lot to me personally and and it, it's i've heard that he's been recuperating well and it's it's yeah. great to hear that especially from well, two of you guys who are really close to him
2: you know i think i think it's a little bit the same thing i knew for example brian was in touch with him or joel or stuff like this so at first, after a first message, and, you know, I didn't expect any answer or anything because I knew what was happening. I just wanted to make sure to at least reach out. I did the same. I didn't, I didn't, you know, reach out directly to him for the longest. It was through Brian or Joel and just kind of keeping distance because you never know. In, in situations like these, I mean, you, you really never know. And you don't want to overwhelm someone. Uh, you don't want to... Aggravate the situation or make it more difficult, or whatever it is. You know, I think I think the the, the thought process was a bit about the same. And the the, the I had him on the phone. You know, uh, what was it? Two weeks ago, Brian. Three weeks ago. Yeah. For the first time after all that, because Joel told me, okay, I think he's he's uh, he's tired of not being you know out of, out and about. <clears throat> So he took his phone and started calling retailers again. I was like, oh shit, okay, so I can call him, right? But it was the same <laughs> thing. Um, it was the same thing, right? I really, I mean, the, the thought process is really the same. You, it, it, it's the kind of moments it's so difficult to know what to do, right? Or what not to do. And, and you kind of, when you think about it, you just probably want peace and, and tranquility to be alone in those kind of situations. But anyways, he's doing think a lot better uh he really seemed to and on the phone he was he was he was very positive and and uh, he was already talking about you know going and seeing each other and and stuff like this
0: i was like wait okay he's doing fine <laughs> there you go yeah That's you know i, I mean mm-hmm. just go just going back to your point brian about this industry and everything and the, the generosity of it and everything i mean i mean the the genesis of of Cavalier of Geneva is like that, too. I mean, here's a man who put everything in his suitcase and, you know, on a whim, flew to Honduras, didn't know much about the country, landed, and the next day he's talking to one of the pre- pre- premier cigar <laughs> makers in the history oh, of yeah. the industry. So, I mean, in any
2: other industry, the, the, the guy would not have given two flying, I'm sorry for what, I, for what I'm going to say, but two flying fucks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, you no, it's fuck true.
2: And in and, 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 and this, in this industry, that guy just, that family just embraced it as, you know, you know, it's that, that, that feeling about giving and not being, and being transparent, right? It's, it's ridiculous. You don't see this anywhere else. And you, it's, it's unique. It's, it's something that it's even hard and you'll probably all agree. It's even hard to explain, you know, to, to, to anybody because it's just not. What we all as human experience, sadly, in 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 the day to day life, in 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 other aspects, right, or other industries, or whatever it is, it's once again so unique and and unexpected uh, that that willingness to share and give and and not ask for anything in return, right? It's just that open uh, open arm, you know, opening their arms or some people just opening their arms and taking you in as if it was normal and you just sit there and you're like, how did, what, why the hell did that it just, you know, happen? What does that mean? And uh, well, it's, 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 but it, it really reflects what the industry is, is as a whole, right? It really is. No,
1: absolutely. Okay. And you, and you almost, you can't repay it, right? You can't repay the generosity. All you can do is pay it forward. Right. Um, yeah.
2: Give it again to someone else or other people. Do something for you know. Be open and not close the doors to people. Try to you know whatever you can do. Whatever it is, it can be, be small. It can be big. To the to the to the capacity of one, but it teaches you lessons. So I think you're right, Brian.
1: Oh, that's what you, you can do. Even no, it further. It's
2: Absolutely. it's what it is. And I think we all here had our first chances, right? There is always someone you, you talked about. You know that first, that first, uh, that first show with Tim. And I don't know how it happened, but it's it's you know it's that first. There is a first in this industry every day for for, for people. It's becoming I mean, hope it's not true.
0: Oh, it's it's actually a really. I mean, it's a really funny story because I was going down to Lillizona Palooza and I knew, I knew everything not everything. I knew, <laughs> that sounds so arrogant. I knew quite a bit about all the brands that were being represented there at the time. Right. And I, had, I knew, I knew some of the people, but I knew a lot about the brands. I had smoked a lot of the brands and stuff except for peer 28. And I had no idea who this gentleman, Tim Wong was. And I had coop giving me a crash course in the car on the way over. I was like, he's like, no, but you're going to love Tim. He's fantastic. Just start talking tobacco with him and, and you'll, you know, it, you'll, you'll be fine. And that's what I did. I mean, I mean, a beeline for him just to get introduced to him. And, 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 and he was, he was nothing but generous with, with everything his time his knowledge. And I mean, he's just a, he's just a first-class gentleman and I'm, I'm indebted to him. And like you said, Brian, it, you know, all you can do, you can never repay it. So all you can do is pay it forward. And, and that's exactly what I try to do. Um, You know, I had someone reach out to me actually this week on Instagram and they're like, Hey, I I really dig your show, which is very flattering and and very surreal sometimes when that happens. And he's like, Hey, I've, Uh, I have a friend of mine who's got cancer and I, I, you know, I just need a couple of cigar recommendations. Like, what do you, what do you think? And I was like, wow. Um, I mean, of all the hundreds of thousands of people, you know, on social media that he got asked, you know, he, he reached out to me and, and it was, it was a, it was a very humbling experience. And, you know, I just talked to him a little bit, asked him about his friend first. And I said, then we could talk about cigars here in a second, but how's he doing and, and things like that. But uh, it's, it was one of those really surreal moments. Um. You know, in in not too, not too, uh, not too uh, crisp of a segue here. Um, Speaking of surrealness, you know, I mean, Sebastian, I mean, your, your company has done incredibly well since its beginnings. I mean, you've expanded and grown and it's become a real, you know, we Brian mentions as a boutique, but it's, it's become a a really well-known boutique cigar company that's out there. And, you know, it, a lot of it has to do with branding. A lot of it has to do with your personality. A lot of it has to do, obviously, with your hard work. And that's kind of come to fruition this year as you kind of made some really big changes um, in the company, uh, starting with the, the new factory that the two of you opened. This was prior to, to Brian joining the company, which we'll get into in a second, but formally. But you partnered with Brian to, to open up this new factory. Talk, talk a little bit about that, gentlemen. Like what what's, uh, I mean, obviously a new factory because you, you needed the expansion, I'm assuming, but like, why, why, did, why now, why this new factory? When did, when did the, this uh, all get started?
2: It's a, it's a hard question. Um, well, first of all, thank you for, for the kind words. Uh, I really appreciate it. You know, we've, we've, we've had good times, bad times, like in a younger company and especially early on, we did a lot of mistakes. And we have to learn from them, which uh, we're we've luckily been able to, I hope at least learn partially, <laughs> you know, it's what it is. It's it's a crash course, um, but we've been lucky and we've been very lucky. And, 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 uh, I think, yeah, the, 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 the one major change we did was, um, opening a factory, uh, first cigars were produced there, uh, last January, so January, 2021 um we got to a point where it was difficult to get um enough and when we need when we needed it one of the crash courses we had uh you know we spent six months on the market without cigars at some point so that's suicide basically uh we had to learn from it and um you know once again the same family that 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 gave me a hand uh when i first arrived there uh accepted to back us up as as well as they could and and uh when we, when we move towards our new operations, which has been amazing. And then other people, you know, fell in line, other friends. And, and, uh, to mention, you know, the, obviously the first family that, 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 you know, it's always uh, the, the problem with factories. You can have a, you can have a hundred thousand different factories. If you don't have tobacco, you don't have anything, right. Um, <laughs> and, uh, I mean, you might, you may, you might as well produce candies there or whatever the, the hell you want. Um. And
1: um, to to to
2: get the consistency we needed, uh, once again, the backup from, from the Plasencia family, and they very generously, once again, uh, gave us, you know, their hand and said, yeah, we'll help you with that. Um, so we've been able to continuously source the backups that we were sourcing before through them, uh, which is tremendous. And then other people, just to mention another one, for example, Oscar has been, you know, a friend from Bayonales, from Leaf, been a friend for for years, and um, as soon as we needed his support, he he jumped online, jumped in, jumped in line immediately with raw materials too and stuff like this. So it just shows again, you know. Uh, in theory, we're comp- competing. Competing. Uh, you take Placencia is a different world, even though the brand is 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 younger on the market. The you know, Placencia doesn't compete with anybody. I mean, it's Placencia, but Oscar. When you think about it, we're not that far away in terms of when we started and everything we're in theory directly competing right in theory um but we're not we're just not that's just what it is and as soon as as soon as um as we asked him he was there and he never you know he never failed at it ever every time we needed something he figured out a way for us to have it so it's another one you know it just shows again how how good this industry is and how good the people can be in this industry um, um but yeah it, it, we got to the point where we needed you know we needed what we're, something that is very difficult to explain is our packaging, even though, you know, people might imagine it, but our packaging is extremely, extremely demanding. It's very, very difficult. It's very delicate. And it's very difficult to be asking this when the volumes start going up and up and up to third-party factories, because we need much, we, the, the ratio, the amount of people we have in packaging, where the volumes we do are much bigger than if you just put paper bands on cigars, for example, you know, it just is what it is. So it, it kind of required additional, and you're never, in those cases, it allowed us to put our own reg- rules and, and decide how we wanted things to really be done and everything. So it wasn't necessary evil if you want to do it. Um, so we started, we, we, it, took us three months in 2020 to put this, the factory together, paperwork, land, uh, and build an additional building on that, on that property. So it's two buildings put together, actually. Um, and yeah, it went from, you know, it went from there and, and, um, and, uh, we've, you know, so many things are passing through my mind now. I'm sorry. It's, it's very, it's emotional. It's very, very special. I mean, if, to give you an idea, the the, the person, the, the people that jumped on board with us, they won. Uh, if you take our, if it the, the packaging manager that we have, she's one of the former people that taught me how to package cigars when I first spoke to Honduras. She oh, left wow. the job she had for a little less than 20 years to jump on with us without even blinking. She didn't even think about it. She was like, yeah, I'm with you. People started to come and, and, and people that I learned rolling with, you know, people that I learned packing with. They, we had our general managers got offers from longstanding companies and he, without blinking, decided to come with us, you know. Um, and, and once again, you know, those people gave us something and we owe them a lot for that. And we try, you know, it was time to give back directly there too, I think. Uh, in a way, you know, you even though you participate to the local economy and everything when you work with third-party factories, it's never the same as having it, you know, having the control over that yourself. And I think it's been so rewarding to actually be able to to know that this is our family, to know that those people are cavalier, you know, even though they 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 are essentially two different companies, they 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 are. And, you know, the fact of being able to take care of them and have them take care of us, essentially, you know, it's it's a give give kind of situation and it will be able to do it our way. You know, Um, it's so many little things that are um, I mean, Brian had a conversation with one one uh, one of the the parejas, one of the pairs, especially the 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 Uh, that that's our that, that's our fixed pair that does all year round only Salomon. That's all she, all they do, <clears throat> and we have backup pairs for that. But they are the ones that never stop. It's all day, every day Salomones, just to keep that consistency. And I think Ryan has some stories about what what happened there. I mean, you know, it was necessary. It was scary because we went from a very small structure at the time we we were um, so. Before my father passed away, it was my father in Switzerland. And then here in the U.S., very, for the first two years, it was my wife and I. We were three people and then the, the indep- independent reps that were working with us. But that was it. And then we had the chance to hire a marketing director and someone for social media. And, and we were essentially, and, and then my father passed away. So we were essentially four people, essentially. And then from four people, we're nearly 100 now. So you know, in a year later, wow. you jump from four to nearly a hundred. Um, it's 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 challenging. It's um it's it's gotta be jarring rewarding.
0: a little bit. Like it's just gotta, you know, like you said, a year ago we were at four, and now you're at a hundred. I mean, it's gotta be jarring. <laughs> yeah.
2: But it's beautiful. It's 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 so <laughs> rewarding, right? It's it's it. When when I look back, because I, I always remember, you know, when I first the first day. <laughs> The first day I went and, and tried to figure out how to sell cigars, I had no freaking idea what I was doing. I uh, really winged it, winged, winged it really bad for a couple of years, you know, but, but it's, it's, it is what it is. You kind of have to learn, and the hard way is winging it sometimes. Um, and, uh, you know, I look back at that and look at today and, and say, you know, how, how lucky are we to be able to share with that many people? You know how lucky are we to be able to to build that all together? Um, you know, it 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 it's. Uh, it's spe- I'm speechless. It's very it's very difficult to, you know, five six years in or whatever the time it is. I'm really bad with dates and everything. Uh, six, I think. I'm not even sure. Um, it's it's it doesn't look like much, but I couldn't be happier than that. You know, it's it's what it is. So, yeah we needed we needed to implement it, I think you know, in terms of getting ensuring the philosophy of what we do the the consistency, the visual consistency and everything it was a risk we had to take, and it turned out the best decision we ever took i think
0: so I, I recognize this this may be a sensitive question, Brian, but uh, but you know Sebastian was talking about all the people that jumped on board and when there was talk about opening this new factory last January, did, did you approach him to become a part of it? Was it kind of a mutual, you know, a mutual thing that just kind of naturally organically came together? I mean, what you know, how did how did you end up, you know, partnering in the factory first for again, we're gonna get to where, where we are now currently, but
1: well, so I was I actually remember the day I was driving to an event in Idaho and Sebastian called me up on the phone and said, Hey, I'm thinking about you know, opening a factory. And I said, Okay, I'm in. Whatever you whatever you want. I'm about, <laughs> I'm all in. You know, I wanna specify
2: the, the goal of the call was not to get someone in, but it 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 has been the best call I ever made. I mean that that was amazing. <laughs> Having Brian just say, fuck it. it, it I, I wanna do it too. It was beautiful, right?
1: That's you awesome. Know, we, we kid around a little bit about me being a little bit older, not much. Um, But part of (laughs) part of what comes with, you know, age is being able to see what's in front of what's in front of, right? What's in front of you, but what's in front of that. And for me, um, Sebastian represents the next generation of, cigar blenders and manufacturers. So it was a no brainer for me when he picked up the phone and called me to just say to him, I'm in, whatever you want to do. I'm in. Uh, it was no hesitation on my part at all because, um, you know, I, I see what's in front of what's in front of. And he, he and I are very aligned in a lot of the ways we think uh, about, the future and the vision um, and how we want people to be treated. That was the conversation that we had about three was we want them to feel like family and Sebastian touched on it a little bit about the rollers of the salomons We were just down there and um, the day before we were leaving, was that the day before we were leaving? I think.
2: Um, uh, she- yeah. The day before. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: She took time out of her day to roll me a barber pole Salomon, right? Which is a That huge, he never asked for. That I never asked for. She just did it out of the kindness of her heart. And it left it leaves you just, as Sebastian said a few minutes ago, speechless. You really... How do you... I mean, you say thank you, but that's... I mean, come on. That doesn't serve justice in this particular moment. Here's a woman who took time out of her busy day to make me a special little gift to say, here, enjoy this. And it was amazing. It touched my heart. And, um, again, another humbling experience in my life, you know? And so our goal with the factory what is to give back as much as we possibly can and to give people, and this particular woman has 28 years experience in the industry. So to be able to give her a home where she feels comfortable and happy and everybody just, there's a special vibe in the factory that has just, an amazing feel to it it's like I, I, felt, I feel like a kid when I go down there I don't want to go home it's like I don't want to go home I want to stay there because it's like that place you go on vacation and when you leave for three four or five weeks after you were on vacation you think about that place being there like tomorrow morning I will think about them being there and and you know it's really special and it's magical in a sense, you know, to be able to create yeah. that environment um, for people and make them have a home is 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 really amazing. And so, I mean, yeah, one of the, I think one of the
2: keys of what happened, uh, and it, it's, I'm sorry, Brian, it's, I think it's it's in line with with everything you said is one of the initial conversation we had because the first people we we selected were our general manager and our sub subject general manager right and they were tasked to figure out who the best people we could figure find would be for key positions and then they were tasked to figure out their own teams right and some people came directly to us but some people were rec- recruited by them and every Every person kind of took that very personally, but the, the key was the first conversation we had with the two people we had in mind for that general manager position and sub-general manager position was very simple: it was, We need a quality environment for work for the people, we want people to feel good, be happy, and you know, we were very, very clear and strict with them with the fact that you know, they were in charge of that of that general feeding at the factory and that that was one of the two key points they absolutely could not miss if they did they would not keep that job i mean that was really the the key things and and uh, they they were completely in line with it and really you know it's it's bringing a newer thought process of how companies work it's something that we've seen in the you know western countries for maybe two decades now or something, three, maybe, uh, whatever it is. Um, but there, it's still very much work for work. And, and and we didn't want that. We wanted them to have a, a peaceful, happy environment to work, right? We don't have the, uh, the water shows and everything where we've not been crazy. We just wanted simple happiness, just people being happy to be at work and not feel like that's a burden every day, right? And and they make really them feel a
0: part that. of something bigger, something special, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, and and they really nailed that part, and it's it's been very beautiful to see because if you go in there and and, and again that's something that's a little difficult to to explain with words, right? But when you go in there, you really have that feeling. Everybody turns at you, says hi if you walk there. They're all going to talk to you. About whatever the fuck they want to talk about it's, it's it's you know it's just it just whatever comes up and you'll see everybody smiling walking i mean the ambience the feeling is good and that's really something we wanted i think um uh, you know uh the, the the two general managers did an amazing job at selecting the right people for that and then their team made an amazing job amazing job at doing the same and i think you know we've not had any problems between people it's been it's been a very good experience and the the other thing was, was quality of work right we, we we are very even though we want that uh the best environment possible we are very uh we have very high standards that we ha- that we that we that we, that we um, uh keep keep people up to right they they really have to achieve uh very specific the standards that we have, and I think the two have been have been a success in, in terms of that, and once again, it just shows you know, and, and something that comes to mind, I'm sorry it's going back a little bit to what you said earlier, Bear, where people give in this industry the reason I called Brian that day was because Brian and I had been developing uh, a very friendly relationship where, you know, Brian was working with a company that had more experience than we did the bigger team and had also prior uh interesting very interesting professional experiences and and so I was kind of relying for a lot of questions and calling him regularly to make sure that I wasn't doing you know mistakes or try to avoid mistakes that I could be doing or looking at um and and that's the reason why I called him at the time was to have his input you know and understand if 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 that was the right choice or not because we didn't know we didn't know it's it's really a risky thing and it's not only risky for us on our side it's an investment it's what it is but we have the responsibility for for nearly 100 people 70 whatever it is you know it goes up and down every day depending on who wants to show up or not or if they drank too much or that it's, it's always a little bit you know you always have some ups and downs in factories it goes a little bit like that it's what it is but it, it's in that range um, and we have the responsibility for those people. Since day one, if these people come in, it's not just, eh, I don't have work for you, go out. No, it's if you come in, we can't screw up. We need to make sure that we continu- continuously do our job properly so that we make sure that you always have work and that we pay you and everything, mm-hmm. you know? And, and 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 that is that was something that was very stressful at the time, but it's also something that that made it so much more for us in terms of rewards of what we're doing, because we have an additional real reason out of, yeah, we love cigars. We do what we do, what we like, and we have our own objectives. And, you know, we're, we're, it's great. But right now we have people that we owe to, you know, and that's not, we're not talking owing money or stuff like this. We're talking owing on a personal level to all those people that, you know, gave. That gave us their trust because, you know, when you have people jumping boards uh, from jobs they had for 10, 15, 20, 25 years and decide to come with you, you owe those people. You really do. And, um, and it's, been, it's been fulfilling. It's been fulfilling and it kind of gave much more depth into why we're doing this. It's not only just any more cigars and story and whatever it is, it's people it's it's
1: what it is 100% and i even took it a step further with sebastian and i said not to put any more pressure on you you have responsibility for 70 to 100 people but they also have people at home that rely on this as well so the reach right. is more into the 300 400 level of the people who whose lives you're impacting And that's a big responsibility to take. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things we've done at the factory is we've replaced management with leadership and we've created an environment of leadership. In fact, before I left in my very limited um, experience, uh, Spanish, I said to the uh, general manager, I said, Um, you're the father of this family, take care of it while we're gone, you know? And so, um, you know, for us, that's a whole new way of looking at things from, uh, a factory standpoint is replacing that management, do what I say or else to a leadership position of, Hey, this is the job we have at hand and this is how we're going to accomplish it. And if you need help along the way, ask us, we're going to give it to you. And so it becomes a, a, a much better work environment and it becomes a, a family of, of, of people producing the best possible products they can And that's all you can do at the end of the day is ask people to do the best they can, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and, you know, make sure you reward them and acknowledge their, their work rather than punish them when something goes wrong, you know? Um, So that's something that we've introduced to the factory level. That's, you know, a little bit different than a lot of people look at things. You know, and and I I I wouldn't be part of something that doesn't run that way because that's really important to us. You know, and it's amazing. You one day, Bear. Hopefully, we can get you and Coop and and the guys down
0: there. We would love to have you. So I'd love to see it. I'm sure it's a beautiful operation. That'd be awesome. You know, you know. Speaking of responsibility, Brian, you know, you talk about, and, and Sebastian as well. You guys talk about this responsibility and everything. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty heavy weight. And th- this transition that you made, Brian. You know, let's talk about you coming on board f- f- more in a in a more full time partnership capacity. You know, you you announced uh, earlier this year, just a few weeks ago, uh, the formal changeover. And you you left a job that, like you said, Dions De- made a very successful business by making those very careful decisions and those responsible decisions that you guys were kind of alluding to a moment ago. Now, for the record, you know, Sebastian he didn't ask me, but if Brian had asked me my opinion about joining you, I would have I would have obviously said that this this is a great I think this is a great opportunity. But from an outside perspective, you know from an outside perspective for people who doesn't don't know Sebastian personally, don't know his story, don't know what I've observed in the recent years of what he built from the ground up. This might this might have been considered a risk. <laughs> and and I but I think I think you have a pretty unique perspective on this because you got to see it firsthand with you know handling distribution form sort of but but seeing seeing some of those careful steps that he made cuz I look like I said, for the record, I look, Sebastian. I look at you in the way that you've built Kevin Cav- Cavalier. And like you said, you've made mistakes along the way. And for the, for the record, I can't think of any. But sure, we'll we'll go with that. You admitted oh, to it. We, so. we, we've we've built some. No, we did <laughs> some. We made some. But it's I okay. I see okay. I yeah. But I see I see that those your conservative nature and it, it seems it's it's a very similar path that Dion took from the very beginning. You know. And so I I think, did you, did you see that too, Brian? Or is it, is it completely different or what did you think about the risk or lack thereof? You know,
1: like I said, we, we started our relationship many years ago at a multi-vendor event and then we stayed in touch through the years. And then I got to watch, um, the brand. And it's really cool to be able to watch something evolve. And um, as far as the timing goes, um, it just made sense given the fact that I was part of the factory. um, It just all made sense. And for me, um, I see things very clearly and I, I watched Sebastian and I watched what he was doing and I watched the brand evolve and I wouldn't interject myself until I felt like there was some value that I could bring to the table. And um, so it was a very uh, well thought out. um, Yeah. Like you said, on the surface, it, it appears to be, A risk, But if you're projecting to future and you see a a gentleman like Sebastian, who I think I made the comment to one time, if my kids turn out like you are, I would be really, really proud. And so when you see somebody who has many, many years in front of them in the industry, um, for me, it's a very humbling opportunity to become part of the family of Cavalier. And so it wasn't something that I woke up one morning and just said, I think I'm going to do this today. It was was something that, you know, I, I watched very carefully and then the factory uh, aspect of it um, was a real um, decision because I was kind of torn between two worlds, you know, and, um, you know, I had the factory down there with Sebastian and, um, you know, I wasn't able to go as much as I'd like to. And, um, now I'm looking at my calendar going, okay, I have a free week here. I'm going, you know, I have a free week here. I'm going. And, um, that for me is, is very rewarding because I really love it down there. I truly love it down there. Um And so for me, it was that aspect of it made it very easy. And, you know, Sebastian is an extremely intelligent man. And I'm not saying that because he's here. I'd say it behind his back. He's very intelligent and he's very methodical in the way he does things and thinks a lot like I do when it comes to how businesses should evolve and Look, everybody makes mistakes along the way. I've always told my kids this that it's not what you did, it's what you do going forward that matters, right? Everybody's gonna make mistakes. I told Sebastian when I joined the company, I said, We're gonna break some shit here, you know. We're gonna break <laughs> some shit along the way. I mean that's, that's how
0: good. that's how it gets better, man. Oh, yeah. You gotta break that's, it. That's, oh, it's gonna you know, happen.
1: Like, you know, sometimes it's the Vegas model, right? You tear things down and you build it up big and beautiful, you know? Um so I told them I said we're going to continue to make mistakes, but we're going to we're going to continue to evolve and and we're going to grow as a company um and we're going to be known as a company with a huge massive heart that cares about the well-being of our 70 Four plus people, maybe a hundred and four, uh, given on any given moment. Um, we're gonna care for them uh, the same way I would care for my children and my family. You know, um, so it's it's a very humbling experience for me to be part of this group now. And it it you know li- life is all about taking chances, and you don't get rewarded and i'm not talking from the financial side of things you don't get rewarded personally if you don't take some risk in life and you know the the commitment the work ethic that we both share i mean he said something to me down in honduras he's like i haven't had to tell you to do anything (laughs) i like it I, I, and and I said, well, you know, it's because we share in the vision, and when we wake up in the morning, our goal is the same thing, and our our goal is is obviously to to build Cavalier brand in the marketplace, but it's also to keep our 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 family in Honduras um, hard at work and and busy. Right, we want them to be busy. Uh, uh, when we were down in Honduras and the general manager of the factory rolled his eyes when we showed him the list of things we're working on. You know, i, I, I that's rewarding uh, to it me. It was really funny. It was really funny, but it's very rewarding too in that I also believe that greatness comes when you step out of your comfort zone, right? You can be oh, good always. at something. Always. You, you can be good at something. And stay in your comfort zone. But once you get out of that comfort zone, that's where you truly begin to achieve greatness. And uh, we're going to push people to get out of their comfort zone. And we're going to make them realize what what they're capable of and what they're capable of, uh, of, of achieving. And it was great. It was awesome to watch him roll his eyes like, oh, my <laughs> god you know like we came it's, down there with it's like one of 20...
2: a beautiful thing
1: yeah we came down there with like 20 things to work on and it was just amazing to watch you know um the people embrace the vision of what we're trying to accomplish and sharing it um because at the end of the day it's for them more than it is for us
2: mm. So one to, of the one of the things uh, I'm sorry, bear. Uh, no, please uh, if you don't mind. Uh, one one of the things you know that that we would never have been able to do if we didn't have that factory is is that exact same thing. The 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 reality down there is a lot of people that live down there don't travel that far out. Reason for that is not only economic. The reason for that it's a country that or those countries need visas to go everywhere and and it's it's like ridiculous amount of processes and everything and and you have so many chances to get denied just because you're from there and you apply there. It's not even just economics, it's that bad uh, where where even if they had or they have the money they they can because for no reason apparent reason they just get denied visas and stuff like this. so they don't have the chance to experience and see a lot of things so the the fact of being able to push these people out of their boundaries, you know, push them out of their comfort zone and try to bring something challenge to their, essentially to their careers and try to bring a more Western kind of um, attitude and, and thought process to not just do a job, but to actually excel in what you're doing and pushing yourself the boundaries and come back yourself with something saying, hey, we made and we did that. And, and, and that's why we did it. And you don't even have to t- tell them or think about it because that's, that's something that I think we should strive for, you know, trying to get people to see further that don't have the chance to have experienced as much of different visions in the world or cultures because they've not been able to, to see or travel that much for, for different reasons, but kind of bring that to them in the meantime at least um where where you know give them a little something more and and have them see things that they probably would not have seen i think it's it's simple it seems you know so simple so even even worthless when you think about it but it's it's, it's really important because to make it very simple people in a factory don't understand and don't know the market they don't understand and they don't know how much we as consumers appreciate products you know a lot of things like these and and why they're doing it and and how they can make it better and how they can you know every every single thing around that trying to 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 help them understand what it is and and have them do the best they can because they want to not because they have
0: to basically oh absolutely i think so i i mean it was a wonderful kind of Digression off the off the question, but I, I do want to come back to a full circle of the question, though. To be fair, uh, uh, and again, full disclaimer here: uh, Brian Sebastian did not call me and ask me my opinion uh, about bringing you on. <laughs> but if he but if, <laughs> he but if he but if he had, I, I would have spoke glowingly about you as well. So, but to Sebastian, the question to you: You know, this was a this was a company that you built from the ground up. You know. Um, like you said, it was, it was, it was three of you, then it was four of you. And, and then now the opportunity to bring someone like Brian on that, that could also be considered a risk too. You know, someone for, who wasn't there at the beginning, who didn't, maybe didn't, uh, maybe didn't understand the vision. Did you think of it as a risk or was it because of this relationship that it built, you guys were already, already kind of in sync as it, as it's shown to be and what you guys were just describing.
2: Well, Um, The reality of things is, as I might have said it earlier, we kind of winged it like any new company, any younger company, any startup in any industry, you kind of start winging, right? You kind of do whatever you know, and the rest, you kind of try to figure out how to do it. And you get to a point where you learn, you, you learn to do it better, but you then get to a point where you can't handle the volume of work And the reality is you can't handle certain aspects of it because it's not something you do particularly well yourself, right? And um, the reality is we had been uh, desperately hoping to find someone for that position for at least a year because we, we really felt that we were not Servicing people, and we're not dealing with certain aspects of the business the right way anymore. Just because the time was not there, um, it, we were spread too thin. Uh, in some cases, the knowledge was not there, and so on. Right. Uh, the problem was we could not figure out who we we could not we, I, you know we browsed and browsed and thought out of box the same thing we thought within the industry outside of the industry we just could not figure out what to do and um we've we've had those long-term conversation with brian about and our relationship had been growing and the reality is we had a very we very very much realized that we had a very similar vision of and and understanding of goals and and what 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 was ideal what was ideal to do and everything it really kind of synced really well but Brian was not available in the market right so we were kind of to say so fucked it was just and I'm sorry for the term we were in that situation where we are like we need to find someone like Brian the problem is you don't find someone like someone you find people for who they are right and and we just had very difficult a very difficult time to figure out what we were going to do and, and and when Brian decided to to to, to to change and that he was you know he was ready for something else uh, we obviously were not only half in but we, we it wasn't even something we had to barely think about it was the right thing that had to happen if if he was ready for something else then he had to come to us if he if, if he wanted to stay in the industry that was my my vision of it because i don't think i could ever have found someone that 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 worked as well as Brian for us in, 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 in that philosophy and, and, and having someone that understood us already from before, right. Understood the brand knew where we were, in a, where, where we were going, what we had done in the past, what the new steps were going to be. Um, and, and knowing some, the good points and the bad points where we were struggling and where we were thriving, you know? And and his abilities and his background and everything just fit straight right exactly in that spot that we needed to fill. Um, so it was it was a complete no brainer for us. It, I I would have been I would have hated myself right now if Brian had you know decided to change and move to another company randomly you know through an offer or whatever it was from someone else. I would really have hated myself. Um, I think it was the biggest just no brainer ever. So it was, it was obvious to say so.
0: Just a natural fit. No, it it seemed, uh, I mean, it just seemed like obviously from an outside perspective, like a natural progression that just made sense as you guys continued to click through the relationship and everything. And, and, uh, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, I'm, I'm really excited as a, as a fan of the company, as a, as a fan of the two of you individually, um, it's, I think it's going to be a partnership that is going to be really exciting to, to, to see as it continues to blossom and you guys continue to build and really excited to see what comes out of that list of 20 that you took down to the factory with you. <laughs> uh, so so oh, was,
2: that was the first part of the list.
0: <laughs> uh, but let's talk about something that's uh, no longer on the list. It's in full production. It's something that Brian and I are smoking right now, and it's. Uh, I, I do want to go back to my 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 cigar selection because again, I picked up this box at the Great Smoke when I saw you guys. It's the uh, it's the B two uh, Viso Jalapa that you know you released uh, before Brian was formally a part of the company. Sebastian, um, talk a little bit about this cigar because I think um, I think there's something really. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, a lot of, I've talked to a lot of brand owners about, they always talk, they're very careful about putting out product because they don't want to ever cannibalize whatever, what's on the shelf of they already done and everything. And I think you, you, you captured it perfectly with the cigar. You know, you've got the B2s and you've got the, the white labels and of course your, your LEs that you've done really well. But this, this regular production item here sits so comfortably um, and is so different at the same time within your portfolio. Talk, talk a little bit about this project and how it came to fruition and uh, why it's so damn good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I appreciate that, first of all. Um, I think it's, obviously when you push something out, it has to fit within the portfolio, right? It has to make sense. And I think the way it happens for it, and it kind of always did, uh, once I got comfortable with 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 the, the industry, is um, I let myself float in that world of tobaccos that you want, and and my palate changes, my interests change, and um, when that came out, when we start first started working on it, and when it came out, I started having um a focus on on cigars that were and as you know i I, we don't do anything strong but that were rich oily and it's something that still kind of runs in my mind to this date um i started with the white with something that was milder you know more delicate and then the usa the black two which are more old school maduros and, and san andres and and then I moved towards that. So we were browsing through a tobacco with Adin at the time. Um, and we were sitting at his table outside where he, he was living. And he was throwing, you know, tobaccos that were just looking at stuff. And and um, he, uh, just before seeing that tobacco, he gave me uh, some Alano Ecuador, which was surprisingly sweet, actually, very very interesting. I was like, oh, that's that's not bad, and it seems to have a little bit of body. Let's see. It was like, wait, wait, he throws that those two leaves of a viso jalapa that he had been processing for, for, two years. Um. Uh. So, and I didn't know much about what the process was of that specific jalapa, what it, and I just smelled it and I was like, oh my god, this is rich. It's sweet. It's oily. The tobacco is still. I mean, it's it didn't the, the process didn't burn through the tobacco or the nutrients or anything. It was really beautiful and, and, and the aroma of that that those two leaves was actually ridiculous. And I told him, what the hell is that? And he's like, Well, it's Jalapa biso that I buy from Xbox and that um I so I he was buying the tobacco <clears throat> partially processed. And he would add two years of fermentation on it without any added water or anything. So it really allowed for a slow process of a very high priming tobacco that, that had body to it and never lost it. It just burned through everything you didn't want to have in there and just kept the beauty of it. And it was like, this is absolutely ridiculous. So the same way as um, I think the easiest way to describe it um, for me lately at least is uh, blending is a little bit like cooking, right? So you need your your meat, your main ingredient, the one thing you're going to build your sides around and everything, right? Uh, your your seasoning and everything, but you need your core piece of meat or whatever it is that that you're going to build around it. That ra- that wrapper just became. It. I mean, instantly we under I understood that that tobacco that had more than enough character character and 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 richness and 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 things going on for itself that I could build around it without you know without having to introduce another meat on my plate i I just needed to um work around the seasoning which you want so it was a very very easy very obvious process in a way uh when I first saw that tobacco. And it's been interesting because it kind of opened my eyes on on tobaccos that have on processes now later on, as we process some of our tobaccos, some we buy but some we process ourselves, including that Jalapa. We continued to do that after uh, we took over and did the factory. And we do the same thing with our San Andres now and different things where we're allowed to work our way on our tobaccos. Um which is also a unique perspective because it it kind of opens a new world to you um but the interest interesting thing of it 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 really sparked something about so what is bugging me all the time with tobacco now is once again for people that know I don't care if it's strong mild or anything I want flavor flavors and I want um right. Lately, I'm looking for tobaccos that have body richness, that have that, you know, that, that that, that how do you say that in English, that uh, deposit, that kind of layer of nearly that feeling of butter in the mouth that really kind of covers your palate, your tongue and everything. Um, I'll, I'm looking for sweetness lately, but more tobacco sweetness. Know that, you know, cocoa, chocolate, whatever it is, really the tobacco sweetness and oiliness. And I think these, this tobacco, and a couple of others, but this tobacco was a beautiful um, experience towards that. So it really happened that way. Um, as per my habit, I don't work with too many different, um, uh, you know, usually you find secos, visos, and ligeros in, in most plants. This as the black too also, but the, the viso jalapa is viso only, so we don't have secos or ligeros in there. Um, and it is, uh, hundred percent Nicaragua. So it's the hundred, it's the only hundred percent Nicaragua bureau that we do in Honduras, which is pretty funny. Uh,
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> I it's, think,
2: yeah, it's,
0: it's, it's I'm sitting over here and I'm, ch- I'm kind of chuckling to myself and, 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 and the two of you guys know that we, we didn't have this conversation beforehand. So it, the, the metaphor of the meal that you just made and talking about this and this cigar it 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 describes it perfectly so i i know you're here in the metroplex sebastian but have you ever had have you ever eaten at babe's chicken? i did not right have you ever eaten here at, in dfw? here in dfw have you ever eaten at babe's chicken? i have not okay the three of us are going to go to babe's chicken okay so that's well, that's that's going to happen <laughs> all right so it's a it's a fried chicken joint player. okay so it's you you pick your meat uh so you have the choice of eating like you can pick fried chicken chicken tenders smoked chicken, whatever, you know, there's a few choices. I always get the fried chicken, but the 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 kitsch or the the thing about this restaurant is it's unlimited sides. So mashed potatoes, green beans, cream corn. That meal is so uh it it's so rich, obviously, so fulfilling, but there's there's this completeness with the sides and the, the, the meat and everything. It's very salty, it's very savory. The cream corn is very sweet. And it just, the, the combination of everything makes it a very, very well, very rich, a very balanced meal. And it's funny that you mentioned meal because I, when I smoked this, I, it, it reminds me of that experience. It's, this cigar is very rich. It has that, that, that sweetness that I remember getting out of that cream corn from that meal. It has that savory component of the and that smokiness of the bacon and the and the green beans and the the saltiness from the fried chicken and it's just it's it's so well balanced. I love I I really 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 enjoy the cigar as you guys know and it's really funny that you paid the metaphor of the meal because I just thought about it. I was like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I thought about the first time I had it. Um, and but you know, you talk about the difference. So it, you you dove into something there. I'm going to nerd out here for a second. About tobacco sweetness, as opposed to you you labeled it like cocoa and 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 things like that, people get caramel and those really really for lack of a better term cloyingly sweet, obviously sweet sugary mm-hmm. sweet when you say sweet tobacco I, I i think i I know what you mean, but for the purpose of our audience like what what do you mean when you say sweetness of tobacco like
2: uh, for me it's probably one of the most difficult i I probably can't explain
0: it the uh explaining the
2: other ones kind of um pushing this one apart uh you know um I think tobacco sweetness for me I mean tobacco is is at some point it just becomes something you you kind of live and feel and 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 it just flows in you right so you have some smells that just brings you to some things and others that are just straight tobacco right it's it's very difficult to explain but in a way for me uh, the best way to distinguish tobacco my my way of when i when i say tobacco sweetness which my palate is mine and not someone else's so um it's not an absolute re- uh truth or anything um but i would say you know most of the time if i can attach some kind of um chocolate notes, cocoa, caramel, whatever, you know, those kind of things to it, then it's that kind of sweetness. But when I can't and I just get that texture and that it's not sweet. It's really just kind of it's it's weird to explain. It's it's, it's really not sweet. It's not sugar. It's just some weird it it wants to make you think about sweetness, but it's not sweet. I, I, it's very difficult. But for me, most of the time, I relate to tobacco sweetness when I don't relate to an actual specific other taste. And um, it usually comes with tobaccos that are a little richer, that are mm. most of the time a bono for me, and that have that kind of oiliness, that kind of... Um, it's it's more about feelings in the mouth than actual tastes, if you want. That's my my way. I don't know what what you what you would ta- what your take would be on that though. Bear. Well,
0: I I mean I think you know one of the world's one of the I, I guess world-renowned features or characteristics of Jalapa tobacco is sweetness. You hear everyone say that. Mm-hmm. Jalapa mm-hmm. sweet, Jalapa sweet, and. Oh, yeah. I remember we were doing a tasting of uh, not the cigar, but another Jalapa cigar at at Michael's once. And we were talking about it. And I was like, do you get the sweetness from the Jalapa? And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay. And it's funny that you said that because I said, okay, don't think of donuts. Don't think of cake. Mm -hmm. And think about what, think about eating those things and what your mouth does what
2: it feels like, what it
0: feels like. Exactly. And that's what it
2: tastes like.
0: Yeah. And that's where, that's where I think you get the 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 quintessential jalapa sweetness. So it's an incredible
2: area. Jalapa is incredible for that. It's, it's that tobacco that is grown there is mind blowing. I think it's, it's something that, that is, that has become, sorry, that has become a real obsession for me um and and I mean it it shows right we we literally when we when we pushed out the cigar we were like it's biso Jalapa. that's what it is it's just because it was so obvious that this was what brought that blend to life. It's biso Jalapa. There was no even discussions around it. It was you know very basic, but it didn't need a name
0: um i I was, I remember you telling me at the trade show last year, when we were talking about this project for this first time, and you mentioned that it was all viso, tobacco. And I was like, I was like, wow, okay, that, that's going to be, this can be interesting. So I, again, I had something in my mind and the first time I lit up the cigar, it was, I mean, it, it, it has, it has body and spice to it. Um, a little bit more of a giddy up than when you think of like more, you know, viso forward blending. Um, I mean, we've talked about him earlier tonight. Dion, for example, with Luziona heavy on uh, Viso, um, Rainier same factory, Rainier, Lorenzo, HVC. He, he, he blends a lot with, without Lajero and he Mm -hmm. had, you know, he has a way of doing this, but that again, taking those two examples in a very small kind of. Cosm like this course, nothing like those cigars, which (laughs) is really, you guys really found something really unique. I mean, Brian, I mean, kind of help me out here and pitch. I mean, again, you, I mean, for the, your better part of your career, you were smoking a lot of those types of cigars. I mean, this is, this is something completely, completely different.
1: It really is. And, you know, for me, I associate um, certain smells with things. Right. And so our whole factory smells like this Viso Jalapa because there's polones everywhere of it, um, it going through the process and the fermentation process. So it puts off this smell that's very unique and very um, identifiable in my mind that when I smoke one, it takes me right back to the factory, um, which, by the way, you got to send me some more, Sebastian, because I'm almost out. But um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's very unique. Um, you know, and I I was smoking a lot of the Robustos and then Sebastian said to me, pick up the Torpedo and the Viso Jalapa and give that a try. And I was like, wait a minute. Whoa, this is similar, but yet different, you know, which is really unique to see different Vitolas perform similar, but yet have their own characteristics to them as well. And it's very unique. Uh, it's a very unique offering, and um, I think it's it's done very well for the company. And like you said, it it just kind of complemented the rest of the portfolio.
2: Well, in a way, um, there are several several reasons why it doesn't taste the same, right? Every I think all of us have tobaccos we like to work with. To- tobaccos that we we use as bases when we work in blends and stuff like this or salt of pepper if you want um, that we that we know we are going to use in most cases just because we know how it can help just finish the process right um, and that's one part of it we all have that you know world of tobaccos that we kind of play with to finalize things or to work around other tobaccos And the other thing is we don't, you know, we don't use most of the same tobaccos as, uh, again, or we were speaking about that factory before Uh, we don't use the same tobaccos as, you know, XYZ in the DR or, or, and so on, which obviously creates uh, a very unique and different cigar every time between those factories because of that. And the other thing is, I think for me, the key to tobacco is in visos for me, right. And I've always been fascinated by other, by other blenders and other companies' way of working. We, we mentioned Roma earlier, or Black Label, or that that works such a different way. But I enjoy their cigars a lot. I smoke a lot of what they do, but it's completely. Um, out of my specter of working. It's not something mm-hmm. I would even know how to do. I just, I just my my research of tobacco is essentially happening around visos. And it's always kind of been that it it became more and more predominant through the years. Um and and I work more and more with um, nearly strictly visos or when it's secos they tend to go towards that viso range. And when it's ligero they tend to go down towards that viso range. I kind of narrow more and more down that to that viso section uh, because I think that it delivers so much flavor and so much intensity and flavor. Because when I, what I like is when I light, light a cigar, I want that, that experience right off the bat. And, and I, fi- I find it in those visos. Um, and again, it's very personal and we all have different ways of working, but I know that's, that's really what I look for. and That's my brain kind of brings me there Um, because I, I found something that really spoke to me there really did. Mm
0: -hmm. No, absolutely. It's, uh, it's a fantastic, fantastic cigar. Um, I really, really, really enjoy it. I've got another one that I'll probably light up to, to finish the night, but, uh, well, I, I really, uh, this gentleman, this is going to take us into what I call our fun segments for the rest of the night. Um, (laughs) but, uh, I really, I really enjoyed, uh, going down this road and talking about the recent journey of Cavalier Geneva. And, and uh, we're all looking forward to what the future holds for the two of you all. And uh, this company as it continues to grow and blossom. So uh, congratulations again on everything so far. And, and here's to uh, the next three quarters of 2022 and, and may it uh, may it continue to be successful for you. So
1: And, and we, we want to say, bear. thank you. We want to say you. thank you to you bear for what you do. I mean, uh we really appreciate the the hard work you do and having us here so thank you
0: my pleasure um thank you babe. so um this so so this takes us into our first uh like i said fun segment this is our one must go um and it's, as always, it's brought to you by United Cigars featuring Lagiana Havana, distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabay and Byron line. So smoke one today and start living United. And as always, our guests tonight, Sebastian DiCope and Brian Matola, are uh, guests brought to you by United Cigars as well. So, uh, gentlemen, I think uh, I, I, if memory serves, both of you all have participated in this segment before, but just a quick refresher. Um, I'm going to give you three things and one's got to go. Okay. Um, so, uh, giving, given the fact that y'all are basically fresh off a plane, uh, to do my show, uh, which I'm very grateful for, uh, (laughs) consider you had a long couple of weeks and, uh, and I know your guys schedule is very, very, uh, arduous as it is anyway. So if you're all setting some time on, uh, on a Sunday night, I appreciate it. So when you travel abroad after a long road trip or after a long trip, it doesn't matter if it's down to Honduras or if it's just around the country for a few stints of a week, you can finally get home wherever home is, whether it's Texas or Florida uh, for you, Brian, and you have, there's, I, I picked three things that are basically like, you know, like I'm home now, I'm, I can relax and, and this is it. So, but one's got to go, one, you can't have one of these things. Which one's going to go off the list? So the first first one is a nice, long, hot shower or bath in your shower or bathroom. Um, Eight hours of sleep in your bed at home or going to your favorite local restaurant for that meal that you have has become part of when you go home. So which one's going to go? dirty
2: to us? You're
0: you're talking <laughs> dirty to us right now. <laughs> First of all, I don't know any. I don't know if any of us have had eight hours sleep, but I'm, you know whatever <laughs> in a long ass time. But we can
2: all dream, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. That's this. this is why it's fantasy. This whole This all question. So, which one's got to go? Uh, shower a bath in your in your actual uh, home bathroom. Eight hours of sleep in your own bed or your favorite meal at your local at your favorite local restaurant. Which one's got to go? The meal has to go. Nothing beats that. Oh, nothing beats the bed in the shower at your own place. Oh, no. It's that easy. It's that easy. Snap decision. Snap
1: decision. I can tell you what you don't want to have is Nick Goss, who's our rep in New England, to be there when you show back up from a long trip (laughs) because that guy has way too much energy. So (laughs) uh, I love him. All the way down
2: from New New England into Florida in th- 23 hours and
0: 53 minutes, I think.
2: Yeah. So the- Ridiculous. Oh, he's
1: crazy.
0: He's crazy. Yeah, yeah so what the is, meal hours straight. My goodness.
1: The meal, The meal can go. I'll take the shower, which is just gloriously <laughs> um, amazing. And eight <laughs> hours of sleep, I can take a shot at it. I don't know if I'm going to complete it, but I will give it a shot
0: but 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 nothing like the bed right nothing like your hope like your bed after, oh, like nothing
2: uh nothing I, like it's that. so good
0: see i remember i
2: remember before we set up set up the factory so we spent three months with aileen in honduras in a fucking hotel the same hotel we always go to right but three months in that room the only thing you can think of is getting back to your bed and your couch <laughs> you're like I, I can't fucking stand i the hotel is is really fine you just right. don't want to see it anymore you're like I, I just want my bed just leave me alone right it's what it is but uh yeah i think that's sacred when you come back home to your own bed and your own shower is sacred
0: i i love sleeping in hotels and i love sleeping in airbnbs i could sleep anywhere I mean, I've slept in some really uncomfortable places in my life, but, and I can, and those beds are usually great. And I sleep really well when I'm on the road, which is kind of weird. But still, there's something about coming home and just collapsing into your own bed at night. And for me, it's more like a glorious five hours before my kids wake me up at five in the morning. But, um, (laughs) how old are your kids, Bear? I have a two year old and a six year old. So, yeah, that'll do. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> Talking Have about boundless energy, I'll put them up against your Nick Goss any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah, but that, work out well. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe they could. Maybe he could. Uh, maybe they could make him uh, slow down a little bit. <laughs> uh, but the the, the shower is one of those interesting things too. Like I, I I got asked this question recently, so that's why I thought it'd be interesting, uh, given y'all's circumstance of recent travel and everything. Um, you know there's there is just something about your shower as opposed to like a hotel shower and i've been into some and in, i've had some impressive showers and hotels like they've especially in some really nice ones but there's still nothing like your home shower for me oh. I, it's well it's one of those things like we, women like baths I, I threw bath in there but knowing full well that we were men and mostly ugly it was going to be showers <laughs> there's something about men in showers and women in baths like the you know, especially. I don't know if you. Uh, well, I know Brian doesn't, but uh, Sebastian, do you ever do? Do you ever do a shower beer? Do you ever drink beer in the shower?
2: <laughs> oh no, but I have to try that now.
0: Yeah, you have to, man. It is. It is glorious. It is fantastic. <laughs> After hot beer day shower. How do you hot, call it? Shower beer. Shower beer. Just taking a oh, cold I beer guess. in the shower with you, and just drink a beer while you. <laughs> Next, like seriously, after a long heart like event you know, like UG Fest. I know that's outdoors. It's here oh, in yeah. Texas. It's fuck, you know, <laughs> even in March, it's fucking hot as balls. You get home, crack a beer open, take a shower. It'll be the best thing in your life, man. It's fantastic. I'm serious. Wow. I,
2: that sounds <laughs> like a plan.
1: <laughs> the things I miss out on. Damn it. <laughs> you do it with the Coke, Brian. It'll be fine. <laughs>
2: it. Probably. Probably works, mean. yeah. So yeah, that sounds like a plan. It's so so easy three decision.
1: Of us agree. A three of us agree. Okay.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. Yeah. That uh, meals are great. Um, uh, but I'm, I, I'm, a, I'm the cook in my family too. So, I mean, I think my, I think my family would pick the meal. Cause that means that I get to come home <laughs> and cook. <laughs> so, but, uh, Um, but yeah, you know, easy decision by all three of us to, to ditch the meal and, and get some good sleep in our own bed or take a shower in our own shower. So, uh, so that, that was our one must go segment As always, it's brought to you by United Cigar featuring La Gianna Ivana and distributors of Jose Dominguez, Bandolero, Garofalo, and the highly acclaimed Atabate and Byron lines. So smoke one today and start living united now this next segment has always been uh it's become one of our favorites here on this show just because we get to learn about and talk about some amazing causes uh and amazing opportunities that are near and dear to our guest's hearts. so um so this uh this this week is a little bit different we don't have actually a formal charity or nonprofit to talk about but when i mm-hmm. approached sebastian about this segment he had something really keen in mind So, sebastian i'll turn it over to you what What is this cause or what what's going on down in Don Lee Honduras that's uh, that's really kind of kind of uh, really hits your heart in the right place?
2: Yeah, um first of all, yeah, you know there are a lot of good things that happen, a lot of people that do good things and cause and foundations and stuff that that you know make sense, but um I think the interesting part of that is um, I first experienced it. With Adin at the time, and funnily enough, it involves Alec Bradley too—that is in your background there. Um, and it involves Nestor Andrés Lacensia too, um, but I had no idea. So one day, uh, I was down there a couple of years ago, and and Adin tells me, "Come with me," uh, and Paul Jack, who is now our sub sub manager at the factory, and he had he had that that he has that. A truck yeah truck and he's like yeah, we need we need a truck to truck to to load stuff i was like okay so we just go with him and he makes a stop at a place called la colonia which is a supermarket essentially um and we just go to the he makes his partner truck to at the, at the loading dock and those guys start coming out with bags and bags and bags of essential base foods basic you know grains uh rice beans any any base food you have there and i was like holy shit what is it i mean it was a ridiculous amount of, of food right and he was like you'll see and we just put everything in the truck with the guys from the from the colonia and, and drove into a, a very very much poorer side of than you know where where the income can be very low and life can be very difficult and um we stop at that school uh, with those kids there and the parents that come and and, and he makes us align the bags two by two. It's two different bags with different things in there, essential foods if you want, in in, in, in nice quantities. Really, something you can do with. Um and, and last time with and um and he said, yeah, that's it. And I was like, okay, what what is this about? And he's like, look, um, you know. We were talking about giving back and everything, and and what happened essentially is he started that, doing that with that school, um, because the school, the place, the kids, the parents, the school itself, and everything don't have the the income is not good, so those people struggle. So, the goal was about once a month, go there, um, and 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 provide. The families for each family of that school that had kids in that school provide two essential major bags of uh, basic foods that can be um you know stored and 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 can be actually can last time not just that one meal but something that really lasts some time during the month and have them basically have at least basic foods without having to pay for it so it was all sponsored and paid for, and he never. I mean, he didn't even tell me. He never posted anything. He never talked about it. He just did it, and that was really what I what, what I liked seeing, is it came from the heart, right? It was giving back to the local community and people that he had no relationship to, relation with it was a random school that then was not related to, you know, employee work employees of the factory at the time or anything. Um, it was just. Making something, giving something good back to people that don't didn't have the same luck as as he had, and 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 Ali Bradley joined into that. Um, I don't know the details of of what they did, but they they joined, uh, and I know pretty uh, heavily in that in that action uh, until COVID hit. I know that the the whole the whole system kind of locked down because the schools um, were not. Open anymore during a certain amount of time and everything, and it's and and I think it's it's about to go back, um, but it it was a whole process where um, they were providing food once a month. Um, they were providing, you know, everybody is in uniform there, but the people didn't have the money for it, so they were providing the uniforms and several basic things to be able to attend school and feed the families uh, without talking about it or without asking or trying to get, you know, get some spotlight because of it. Um, so I called in when you asked me, because I didn't know if I was even allowed to talk about that. Um, and uh, he obviously said that uh, it was more than okay. Um, and that's why I said it's not, a, it's not an actual foundation that you can give to or anything. Uh, it's just a real good action that's made by people that are more fortunate than others there and that really serve a purpose of helping and not uh, anything else. It's really sincerely helping people just to help people. And I thought that was very special. And I think it also brings a little bit of, of you know, a better light on countries like Honduras that might have some bad reputations at some you know, for some people uh, and see that, you know, um, yes, there are things that go wrong, but there are also people that care, and they don't care because of what people think of what they do, but just because they want to give back to the local communities. Um, so that's a little bit the little story that I had to tell for tonight. And of course, if people have questions, I want to reach out to you there. I, um, if you have anybody, I'm more than happy to give, give you a Dean's contact um, and, and he, can, he can answer those questions, uh, I'm sure, on a personal level.
0: Yeah, go ahead and send me that contact information and i'll post it in the show notes and uh i mean what a what a great story i yeah i remember bradley rubin talking about this there they were originally doing it like you said and they had all this food and so when covid hit they they did a refocus and they actually provided this these food these essential foods that you're talking about to to their factory workers directly so so they were
2: yeah i didn't know that they re that that like bradley had directly redirected it's pretty interesting but it, it just really shows, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's meaningful. I think interesting no, that they did this. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I know. I know. I didn't essentially mention that when the school is closed because of COVID, it kind of messed up the whole program. Um, but I think it was it was it's beautiful to see, you know, companies like Alec uh, like Bradley and 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 people from the manufacturing side um, actually take actions like these. Uh, I really think it's 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 amazing.
0: Absolutely. Well, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to sharing that with uh, with my audience. And um, as as always, um, every week, what I uh, every week with these segments, my my wife and I have actually pledged a small amount of donation to every charity or nonprofit that gets mentioned every week. So we'll be we'll be con- contacting him and, and and reaching out and making sure that at least uh, we'll be donating as well. So that and we'll be doing that uh, in uh, in y'all's honor. In y'all's Thank honor. You. So.
2: Well, we appreciate so. that. We appreciate that a lot.
0: Thank so. you. Um, so going into uh, our, our next to last segment here for tonight, um, this is a newer segment here on LS for our takes. And um, we're kind of excited to, to talk about it a little bit, just because I think, you know, Brian, you mentioned at the top of the show, just about how, what, what the community of the industry did to your words saved your life. Um, but there, there are some magical moments that we have with a cigar as individuals, um, and so I, I thought it'd be really nice exploration because we talk a lot about community and everything, but in a lot of times, these cigars in their single moment do really have a capturing moment for us. So I think we, we all have them. So this is kind of a a, a moment of solitude, a, a moment of refuge, if you will, that you can recall where it was just you and the cigar, and it could be anything. It could be you simply in your backyard, or it could be you, you know, walk in the streets of Paris or whatever. I'm just making up stuff off the top of my head here. So uh, the questions directed to both of you, y'all you have, to, but when was that? Talk about a moment where it was just you and a cigar and it was, it was, it was magical for, and it just, it gave you a moment of peace and refuge, if you will, um, that you've had in your, in your life.
1: Go ahead, Sebastian. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> for me, um uh I um I ride a motorcycle and um my bike uh was up in Idaho for a little bit and there was an inversion in the mountains, meaning the clouds were down low and up above the clouds, it was clear. And I got on my bike and I rode through the cold. I was freezing until I got and broke through. And then once I broke through to the upper part of the mountains, I just parked the bike and sat there. And um, I smoked a cigar and I just had this moment of just pure, like you said, clarity and peace and tranquility. Um, it was amazing, you know, because you're sitting there enjoying a view and you and you're by yourself too, and you're just you start to wonder why aren't there more people sitting here next to me right and and you think about all the people that are in the world and around you, and why are you the only person at that particular moment and it's really because I guess maybe I had something to do when I got up there and that was smoke a cigar. And that was just the most incredible moment for me. I I really enjoyed it. And, um, you know, I highly recommend for people, I mean, cigars are meant to be shared. Um, but sometimes when you're alone, uh, you can have really good moments of reflection and thought about what, What you want to, you know, how you want to be perceived in the world and how you want the world, how you perceive the world. And, you know, to be able to do that for an hour, hour and a half of just sitting there, it was just amazing.
0: That's awesome. That's beautiful. Where was this? So this was the Rockies?
1: No, this was up in Idaho. Um, and I do have another cigar in my humidor at the moment that I need to smoke with Sebastian. I actually bought it for him on the day his dad passed, and I'm waiting for the right moment to share that with him. And cigars don't last very long in my humidor, bear. Um, <laughs> and so another plug, think-
0: another plug for more samples, Sebastian. Just, just.
1: Well, yeah, and, I, I'll,
2: make, <laughs> I'll make sure to send an email tomorrow morning to the warehouse to have it shipped out early. I'm gonna get a, yes. we're gonna get a riot in Florida or something happening with Brian in the streets <laughs> and just protesting <laughs> or something. If I don't do something about it,
1: but I do have that one cigar in my humidor that I'll share with Sebastian at some point. I just we just haven't had the moment yet, and uh, I'll find the right time. Well.
2: Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate that. No, there. I, I think I'm torn between two moments. Actually, it's pretty interesting. I, and and interestingly enough, I have a lot of uh, alone time with cigars because it's it's mainly how I started smoking cigars, and it allowed always allowed me to look inside, right? To 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 think a little bit and and find that peace. And but but these two moments that are that I'm in between right now. Actually, moments where I was with Aileen, with my wife. Uh, uh, and funnily enough, both of them are markets. One was a Christmas market is Strasbourg in France. Um, beautiful, beautiful city and even more beautiful around Christmas. It just looks absolutely uh, incredible. It was horribly cold, <clears throat> but it was a very special moment with that um. That envi- environment, you know, that those those old building, typical building from Strasbourg, um, uh, and in that, you know, Christmassy time and everything, and just walking around with that coat and, and in, in that cold, just having a cigar um, was very special, I think. And, and I had a little bit of the same experience. And I, I think that's why the two came to my head um, a couple of years back in, in Geneva, in Carouge um which was a it's it's also it wasn't geneva at the time but geneva kind of grew outgrew grew uh to that space and kind of uh which became geneva in a way um <clears throat> part of geneva uh they have a kind of market they had every thursday and every there was another day of the week i don't remember but i think it was a saturday or sunday and um we were there uh My father was there, we were with him a bit. And then what we did is we just was with Aileen too and we just walked and I just had a cigar. And and I don't have any recollection of conversations we had or anything. I just remember fondly that moment of that feeling of that cigar and just you know looking at things happening around you kind of as if you were not there nearly, right? You're there with the people you're with but you kind of see the world going around, and you're in that bubble, uh, thanks to the cigar. Just, just watching the world live and and go crazy, and those all those people go around, um, have their day, do whatever they do. The people working in the markets and the the ambience, the smells, the and you're just kind of nearly floating through that experience. And I think it was, I mean, those those two kind of were very similar for that um and would not have happened without a cigar i think
0: it's beautiful yeah you you mentioned christmas markets and that took me back to uh a visit a few years ago that i had in germany my wife is german and so we went to germany uh early december which you know is christmas time in europe uh europeans do christmas right let's just i'm just going to put that out there if you, if you, you don't like with all respect to like Norman Rockwell and the the Norman Rockwellian Christmas that he captured in his paintings and everything, and that's 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 great. It really is. And there's there's a lot of beautiful Christmas times here in America, but but damn, the Europeans get Christmas right. The Christmas markets are an experience unto its own. I I'm, I'm with you a hundred percent, Sebastian. It's it's, it's they're beautiful.
2: beautiful, right? It's beautiful. Yeah, you have it. Just you just kind of flow through that experience it's very special very unique and and they usually allow you to um, to experience those old center of the towns in a complete different way it's it's nearly you nearly feel part of a movie in a way right kind of yeah something nearly not real it's very 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 special very strange you eat a lot of things you should not be eating if you don't want to die too young <laughs> let's put it that way I mean the food is not i mean it's typical you know market food, not the 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 market you go to like the farmer's market no no the the food like celebratory uh sausages and all those kind of things and but it's such an experience um it it really makes you feel i mean it it really always made me feel like a kid again, you know that that Christmas magic in a way
0: oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, speaking of like a kid, this 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 actually happened to me yesterday. So my my I've I've had plenty of moments, but it was it, it was interesting that Brian mentioned about community and but how this segment has revolved about solitude. But um, you know, yesterday um, I uh, Saturdays my wife works, and so I I have you know the pleasure of being you know they, we call it Daddy Day because I get to spend all day with my boys and everything and. Uh, as children are 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 wanting to do, they press patience on a on a number of occasions. But um, <laughs> but I uh, what I love about this new house that we're at is our back patio has really large windows, and so I'm able to. Uh, they're able to see outside, and I'm able to see into the the living room. And so I went out there just for a few moments by myself, and I lit up a cigar, and I as I was enjoying that cigar by myself, I was still with them because I was just watching my boys play inside the living room. And the, the joy of children as as, 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 as Brian's familiar with uh, raising, raising kids on his own and everything. It's, it was, it was a really great moment to, even though I was by myself, so to speak, I wasn't at the same time. And it was, it was one of those really nice moments of where a cigar was involved and. And I had a had a piece about it after a, after a long day of of, of child rearing. <laughs> but no, uh, that's awesome.
1: That's awesome. Oh, so, yeah.
2: right. really and that and that personal cigar is always, I think, has deeper connections than that social cigar, even though uh, it's always, you know, it's something amazing because you spend so much time around people when you smoke cigars, the lounges, the ambience, everything, the feeling is good. But I always think when I get that chance for that, like selfish cigar in a way, mm. it just brings it, it brings something more different, uh, a different kind of experience, a very peaceful experience um, where the social cigar is usually less focused on, on that moment, but more on the exchange with other people around and, and all the craziness that is going on and, and and discussions and and whatever it is right But that's that's that selfish cigar in a way if you want to say it is that cigar that you spend time with by yourself and you kind of retrospect on everything and it, it just is very peaceful
0: oh, absolutely well gentlemen the time has come it is the last question of the night thank you so much for both y'all's time this was uh a fantastic conversation. I really enjoy uh, speaking with both of you all individually. So this was a real treat to have Thank both of you, y'all you on. Um, and as always, this is our curveball segment, which is brought to you by Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust. Fastballs or curveballs, it doesn't matter since the company's inception. Steve Sokka's been knocking them out of the park seven, now seven consecutive years in the consensus top three. Congratulations to our friend Steve Sokka. Um, so this is our curveball segment, gentlemen. So uh, now Brian, I, I I apologize up front a little bit because this is the background of this question has a lot to do with Sebastian, but I think it'd be fun curveball for both of you. <laughs> so Sebastian um years ago cast everything to the wind, threw everything in his suitcase, flew down to Honduras, and as they say, the rest we as we, the rest of we know is history. So the question again comes to you. Now, this doesn't have to necessarily be anything about about cigars. It's just about throwing your stuff in a suitcase. So if you throw stuff in a suitcase and you could go to anywhere in the world on a whim, so maybe someplace, actually, yeah, maybe some place you haven't been, maybe a place you're returning to. Where are you going? Where are you going in no, why? That's a tough question.
2: Um, right now, I think I'm going to... Uh, a place called Kresu. Uh It is a place where I spent most of my childhood holidays, a uh, family home in the mountains. And the reason why is peace. It's really what it is. It's uh, finding that it when every time you go there, you have no noise at all. It's a it's a very small village in the mountains you have nobody around you and it really kind of brings that i think it's age um i know i'm not that old yet but sometimes it starts feeling like it um <laughs> where you look you 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 res you search for that and you know we we are as we said we're i think all all of us um are are very lucky to live the lives we do um but it also always is a lot of Stay, stepping out of that comfort zone every day and I think that peace really is needed and I think that's if I had one place I could teleport to and even spend a couple of minutes if it was, would be there just to kind of get back to that uh, simple feeling of you know um, cutting off everything and just just go, go back to the essence of life I think was simple that
0: same place where you took pictures from over the holiday season where you had the cigar and then the beautiful snowdrifts in the background yeah. and everything that's it oh
2: yeah that's yeah
0: <laughs> that looks like heaven <laughs> that looks like oh it it's like is. oh my gosh wonderful
2: it is yeah I mean, that place is is, is magic wonderful
0: brian what about yeah. you where where you where are you well, packing up and heading out to
1: For me, um, Bear, um, you mentioned that I know what it's like to have kids and everything. For me, I'm packing up and I'm going where my grandkids are in that's Reno. I'm actually doing it in April, Um, which is crazy because Reno does not have the beauty nearly of what (laughs) Sebastian described. But I've moved on to the next level of having kids and that's uh, I have two grandkids and I'm going to go. I'm going to go wherever they are. So in this case, they're in Reno. And, um, you know, my second place I'm going is back to Dan Lee because I found a place that I actually love. And the danger for all of us is, is it's two and a half hours from Miami.
2: We're like, yeah, we're... <laughs> and danger I... Danger is on purpose missing the, the next flights. So is like, yeah, fuck okay, I missed it. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the danger. But for me, um, you know, having grandkids now has I've entered a different phase of love of family and, um, you know, my grandkids, you'll get there someday, Bear. You'll know what it's all about. You got a long way to go, but you'll get there. Uh, It brings a whole different level of the meaning of the word love into your life and you know my grandson is two my oldest is two my youngest is eight months and my grandson has figured out how to video call me and when he first <laughs> figured it out he did it five times in within about four minutes and um you know uh when my when my son asked him what you're doing and he says papa papa you know he knows that he pushes this button and I'll pop up on the other end. So uh, yeah, fortunately and unfortunately for me, that that (laughs) place is Reno Uh, and I'm going there uh, from the 12th through the 18th of this month uh, of of the month coming in April. Uh, And uh, that's really special for me. So um, I'm going to enjoy those days. Uh, We still have work to do while we're there, but uh, at the same time, I'm going to get to play with my grandkids.
2: Well, I think you have to, I mean, we all have to learn at some point that we all need to to stop at some point, right? If you don't, you just drive yourself crazy. And, and, and it's not, it's not even good. Now, my question there is, where would you go?
0: Where would I go? Oh, wow. Uh Oh, the, the tables of church ah, you huh? didn't think of that one no no uh, no I was just thinking about your story uh, I, I've thought a lot about your story over the years Sebastian just because I think it's it's one of it's one of uh, you know innate courage and, and the freedom to do so and, and it's funny the last time I had you on my wife and I talked about it so it and um, and there's 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 places I've always wanted to go and there's things I've always wanted to do and um. If I could just throw everything in a, in a suitcase and go, I, I think I'd probably would go, uh, as it sounds really weird, um, I would want to take off to um, someplace uh, really far north, like uh, either Greenland or Iceland, uh, Reykjavik or something like that. And because I'd want to do, I, I really, I've always wanted to do this and I've never had the opportunity to do it, is, is dog sled racing or just dog sledding and i've always yeah. wanted to do it and uh, i've had an infatuation with dog sledding for a long time i follow the iditarod i know that's kind of weird um, i'm from texas born and raised and i follow that race and um, like and it, it 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 kind of it kind of throws people when i say that but i've always loved dog sledding and i've always wanted to do it and i haven't yet i haven't had the opportunity so I could just throw everything in a suitcase and go do it I'll, I'll that's that's where i'd go i'd probably go to iceland or greenland or maybe someplace uh, northern canada or something or alaska and just just go and do it wow that's awesome you that's gotta, do it, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You uh, gotta do it experience
2: yeah you gotta do it it's unique that'd be that that'd probably be an amazing experience when you think about it imagine the landscapes and just going around
0: with it that, that's probably amazing yeah i i find uh probably fall down quite a bit but yeah yeah probably yeah (laughs) no not not knowing what i'm doing for sure um might lose the sled a few times (laughs) but but, no but like you sebastian you know where you found peace in your you know your hometown that's you know what the i mean that picture that's why it drew me in when you're talking about that picture that you took i mean it i mean there's something very very tranquil and peaceful about snow i've always loved I've always loved snow. Um, you know, we had a little bit of it this year. It wasn't really snow compared to where you're from. But, you know,
2: I nearly fell down and broke my neck like three times because I thought it was snow and it was like white. Uh, but yeah, it a little tiny bit of white. And it was, then you had about that of
0: ice. Ice, right. So exactly. Really yeah. The, 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 it was tec- really the Texas snowstorm. Yeah, it's our version of the oh, yeah, I, yeah it of was, snow. It
2: was, <laughs> it was intriguing, though, to see Dallas like that. It was because I missed it last year. I'm um, actually not unhappy to have <laughs> missed it, but I was, <laughs> I was in Europe when it happened last year. And when it happened this year, I was like, oh, my God. And it just looked so, I mean, Dallas under under that, like, white coat was, was very special.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like you, I, I fell and I, I, just outside this window that's over here that y'all can't see, I, I thought I broke my elbow because, I mean I, I mean, I slammed with all my body weight under this elbow, oh. man. It was, oh, God, it was painful. Oh, well, so much pain.
2: I can only, I can only imagine
0: so it. <laughs> well,
1: bear, Get the dog sled team ready for the next time it happens. There you go, right? Yeah. Take a dog team across the state of Texas. Now I have to warn you, they'll probably tell you to go fuck yourself halfway through and be like, we're
0: not, <laughs> we're not pulling this sled anymore. <laughs> probably, probably, for sure. They're going to have to, when I do end up doing it, they're going to have to lighten the load a little bit with whatever be like you know, like when it's, especially when the dogs take one look at me. So, (laughs) but gentlemen, thank you you so much. I hope you do it. I I, Um, I will. I'll be making a point to do it at some point. I do not want to miss it. So, um, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time this evening. What a, what a fantastic conversation. Um, wonderful show, uh, wonderful opportunity to sit down with you two gentlemen. Uh, you're two of my favorites in the industry. I say that a lot because I love this industry and I love the people in it, but but I, I, I mean it with 100% sincerity with you too, And uh, I'm looking forward to, like I said, the next, uh, the next three quarters of 2022 and beyond as this partnership and company continues to blossom and go in the right direction. And uh, I wish you all nothing but success for the rest of this year and beyond. Thank you so Thank much, Les Baron. You. Thank we you so much for having us. We really appreciate that. For we everyone out there. Absolutely, for everyone out there, thank you for staying up late with us as always. Thank you for tuning in. You can always check out a calendar of upcoming events on our Facebook page, Elosa Fumar. Don't forget to hit the like button. You can also check us out on YouTube, the Elosa Fumar channel. Don't forget to hit subscribe. And if you listen to us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that be be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, or wherever you listen to podcasts, including iHeartRadio, be sure you hit the download, subscribe, and review button. If you already are a subscriber, do me a favor, hit unsubscribe. Just please don't forget to resubscribe because that actually really helps my numbers. So I can continue to get great guests like these gentlemen here. And uh, we're looking forward to our next take, which will be our 205th take in two weeks. My wife is celebrating her wonderful birthday next week, so I'll be off for another week. Uh, and then uh, we'll be picking it back up. We've got some great guests lined up for you, including Nick Labretti of JR Cigars, Omar De Frius of Fortello Cigars, and many more coming your way, so you don't want to miss out. Again, it was my pleasure to speak, speak with you tonight. This was our 204th take. My guests were Sebastian Dicope and Brian Matola of Cavalier Geneva. Live from the Alec Bradley Lone Star Studio of Azel, Texas. I'm your host, Barry DePlessy, as always. And guess what, everybody? We'll see you next time.
1: Good night. See you. Have a-